Blog Talk Radio. This is JoJo Bubba right coming in the house right here. I just want to take this time out to tell you fellas about the radio show that I listen to. It's Culture Freedom Radio Network. When I like to get some knowledge from some colors, I mean some Negroes, I mean some Afro-Americans, I tune in right here to Culture Freedom Radio. Yes, I'm an old country-wide guy, but I loves me some Culture Freedom. Man, if they don't keep it raw and uncut and off the chain, I tells you, oh boy. Hey, y'all better keep it locked right here with JoJo Bubba, man, because this is my show. This is the station I listen to for raw and uncut Conscious Talk Radio, Culture Freedom Man in the house. Yeah, because I got friends in low places. You're now tuned in to Culture Freedom Radio, the home of Lions Vibe Radio, Liberation Tabernacle Ministry, and much, much more. Talk radio that wake up the minds of the people.
Oh, yeah, family. All right. Peace and greetings. Peace and greetings, family. How y'all doing out there? How y'all doing out there? Oh, man, most definitely we are in the house. Um, family, I'm kind of running blind tonight. I, I don't even know if I could be heard or not. I'm kind of running blind in here tonight. Uh, man, it's, it's kind of, hey, it's show, what they call it, show business. Uh, my computer, man, I don't have no screen. I really, I'm, I'm running a switchboard off an old tablet. So I don't even know y'all what's gonna happen tonight. So I'm trying to work out a couple of things here tonight, uh, so I can get in here trying to work out, get some computers up and running my main computers is tripping. I can't get on the internet uh on my main computer. So I'm just working out some kinks and working out some kinks. So bear with the family, just bear with me for a minute, trying to find another clip or so. Uh but I'm gonna get in here and we're gonna get things straight so I can make sure that we are uh up and popping and going in. So just bear with me, family. Um, as we try to get this here, I guess I'm trying to find some things that we can listen to right fast, and we get this show on the road. But, hey, welcome into Lions Vibe Radio on this Monday night. You know, hey, things like this do happen sometimes, but, hey, we keep it growing however we can keep it going. Uh, this is one clip that I do have I want to play. Uh, this is start off because I want to talk about tonight as I get these computers up and running. Snatch one of my other ones out here. I want to play this clip then. It's about 10 minutes. They give me all that chance to see what's going on. Um, this one right here, y'all, talk about black liberation theology. Uh, so this give me 10 minutes, black liberation theology. And this is Reverend, uh, what was that, Robert, Reverend Wright, <clears throat> Obama's ex-pastor. Yeah, Reverend Jeremiah Wright. Obama's ex-pastor talking about black liberation theology, in which I like myself, man, black liberation theology. And it kind of goes that a lot of us who, a lot of so-called blacks or teachers who teach black theology from a biblical perspective, you know, we study the Bible and we go into the Bible and talk about how God is going to judge or the Most High is going to judge the nations, uh, especially here like America. I'm like, Mom, you say uh, it'll be a fall of America. And God is bringing divine judgment on America. So it's mostly what he called black liberation theology. So this is Jeremiah Wright. I want to go ahead and play this one here as I find out, man, what the heck is going on with this technology or try to get another computer up and running uh, so we can properly get this show on the ball, man, tonight. But I thank y'all for those of you who are in the house. And, hey, I'll be back, back right after this here, man. Peace, man. Lots of controversy about black liberation theology as i understand it black liberation theology reads the bible through the experience of people who have suffered and who then are able to say to themselves that we read the bible differently because we have struggled than those do who have not struggled is that is that a fair uh bumper sticker of, of liberation I think, theology i think that's a fair bumper sticker i think that the Terms liberation theology or black liberation theology cause more problems and red flags for people who don't understand it. And when I hear the word black liberation theology being in the interpretation of scripture from the oppressor, I think, well, that's the Jewish story. <laughs> exactly. Right? From Genesis to Revelation. These are people who wrote the word of God that we honor and love under Egyptian oppression. Assyrian oppression, Babylonian oppression, Persian oppression, Greek oppression, Roman oppression. 
so that their understanding of what God is saying is very different from the Greeks, the Romans, the Egyptians, <laughs> and and that's what that's what prophetic theology of the African American church yeah, is. Talk a little bit about that. The prophets loved Israel, but they hated the waywardness of Israel, and they were calling Israel out of love back to justice, exactly. not damning exactly Israel. Right. Right. They were saying that God would, in fact, if you look at the damning, condemning, if you look at Deuteronomy. Uh, it talks about blessings and curses, how God doesn't bless everything. God does not bless gangbangers. God does not bless dope dealers. God does not bless young thugs that hit old women upside the head and snatch their purse. God does not bless that. God does not bless the killing of babies. God does not bless the killing of enemies. And when you look at blessings and cursings out of that Hebrew tradition from the book of Deuteronomy, that's what the prophets were saying, that God is not blessing this. God does not bless it, bless us. And when we're calling them, the prophets call them to repentance and to come back to God. If my people who are called by my name, God says to Solomon, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. God says that. Wicked ways. Now, Jeremiah, right? <laughs> then will I hear from heaven. One of the most controversial sermons that you preach is the sermon you preached that ended up being that soundbite about goddamn America. Where governments lie, God does not lie. Where governments change, God does not change. And I'm through now. But let me leave you with one more thing. Governments fail. The government in this text, comprised of Caesar, Quirinius, Pontius Pilate, Pontius Pilate, the Roman government failed. The British government used to rule from east to west. The British government had a union jack. She colonized Kenya, Ghana, Nigeria, Jamaica, Barbados, Trinidad, and Hong Kong. Her navies ruled the seven seas all the way down to the tip of Argentina in the Falklands. But the British government failed. The Russian government failed. The Japanese government failed. The German government failed. And the United States of America government, when it came to treating her citizens of Indian descent fairly, she failed. She put them on reservations. When it came to treating her citizens of Japanese descent fairly, she failed. She put them in internment prison camps. When it came to treating the citizens of African descent fairly, America failed. She put them in chains. The government put them on slave quarters, put them on action block, auction blocks, put them in cotton fields, put them in inferior schools, put them in substandard housing, put them in scientific experience, experiments, put them in the lowest paying jobs, put them outside the equal protection of the law, kept them out of their racist bastions of higher education, and locked them into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God bless America? No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating our citizens as less than humans. God damn America as long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. What, we, what did you mean when you said that? When you start confusing God and government, your allegiance is to government, a particular government and not to God, 
that you are in serious trouble because governments fail people and governments change and governments lie in those three points of the, of the sermon and that is the context in which I was illustrating uh, how the governments biblically and the governments since biblical times up to our time change how they fail and how they lie and when we start talking about my government right or wrong I don't think that goes that is consistent with what the will of God says or the word of God says that governments don't say right or wrong that governments that want to kill innocents uh, are not consistent with the will of God and that you are made in the image of God you're not made in the image of any particular government we have the freedom here in this country to talk about that publicly where in some other places you're dead if you say the wrong thing about your, your government. Well, you can, you, you, you can be almost crucified for saying what you've said here in this country. That's true. That's true. Uh, but I, when I, you can be crucified. You can be crucified publicly. You can be crucified by corporate or media. Uh, but I mean, when I, what I just meant was you can be killed in other countries by the government for saying that. Dr. King, of course, was vilified. And most of us forget that after he was, he was assassinated, but the year before he was assassinated, April 4th, 1967, at the Riverside Church, when he preached against the war in Vietnam, he talked about racism, militarism, and capitalism. He became vilified. He got ostracized not only by the majority of Americans in the press, he got vilified by his own community. They thought he had overstepped his bounds. He was no longer talking about civil rights and being able to sit down in lunch counters and that he should not talk about things like the war in Vietnam. He preached about... Lyndon Johnson was furious at that, as, sure you, as you know. That's where they broke. And that's where a lot of the African-American community broke with him, too. He was vilified uh, by Roger Wilkins' daddy, Roy Wilkins. He was vilified by Jackie Robinson. He was vilified by all of the Negro leaders who felt he'd overstepped his bounds talking about an unjust war. Hmm. And... and um, that part of King is not lifted up every year, January 15th, 1963. I Have a Dream is lifted up. And passages from that sound bites, if you will, from that March on Washington speech. But the King, um, who preached the, the end of the, I have, I've been to the mountaintop, I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land, I may not get there with you. That part of the speech is talked about, not the fact that he was in Memphis siding with garbage collectors. Nothing about Resurrection City, nothing about... The poor. Resurrection City was the march in Washington for the poor. For the poor. Yeah. That part of King is not talked about uh, because we want to keep that away from the public eye and the public memory. And it's been 40 years now. What, what is your notion of why so many Americans seem not to want to hear the full money? That they don't want to seem to acknowledge that a nation capable of greatness is also capable of cruelty. I think I come at that as a historian of religion, that we are miseducated as a people. And because we're miseducated, you end up with, with the majority of the people not wanting to hear the truth because they would rather cling to what they are taught. James Washington, a United States church historian, says that after every revolution, the winners of that revolution write down what the revolution was about so that their children can learn it, whether it's true or not. They don't learn anything at all about the Arawak. They don't learn anything at all about the Seminole, the, Cheek, the Trail of Tears, the Cherokee. They don't learn anything. No, they don't learn that. What they learn is 1776, Christmas Addicts would throw one black guy in there, um, fight against the British, the terrible. 
We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal while we're holding slaves. Don't keep that part out. They learn that and they cling to that. And when you start trying to show them you, you only got a piece of the story, let me show you the rest of the story, you run into vitriolic hatred because you, you're desecrating our myth. You're, you're desecrating what we hold sacred. And what you're holding sacred is a miseducational system that has not taught you the truth. I also think people don't understand condemn, the E-M-N, the A-M-N. They don't understand the root, the etymology of the word in terms of God condemning the, the practices that are against God's people. But again, you, what is happening is that I talk a truth, reading the scripture with a hermeneutic, of a people who have hermeneutic. Hermeneutic is an interpretation. The window through which you're looking is your hermeneutic. And when you, when you don't realize that I've, I've been framed, this whole thing has been framed through this window, there's another world out here that I'm not looking at or taking into account. It gives you a perspective that's, that, is, that is informed by and limited by your hermeneutic. Dr. James Cones puts it this way, the God of the people who are riding on the decks of the slave ship it's not the God of the people who are riding underneath the decks as slaves in chains. And the God you're praying to bless our slavery is not the God to whom these people are praying and saying, God, get us out of slavery. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hope I'm being heard, family. I hope I'm being heard. Like I said, having a lot of technical difficulties tonight, but hey, man, we're going to work on through this. We're going to work on through this. Oh, most definitely. We're going to show enough to get through this right here. All right. Let me start it over. Let me start it over, man. Hey, this is Lion Vibes Radio coming in on this Monday night. Coming in on this Monday night, as always. Uh, we don't have a topic of conversation primarily, but we will find something to talk about most definitely. I think everybody for always tune in, whether you're listening live or you catch us in the archives, however you catch us, man, I really do appreciate it. Whether you listen to us on the archives, go and check us out right there on iTunes. We in the Apple Store, man, on the podcast session of iTunes, right there on the Culture Freedom Radio Network on iTunes. We also on TuneIn Radio. You can get the app TuneIn Radio. And you can search for Culture Freedom Radio Network inside of that of that station, and you can listen to all the uh, podcasts if you can't catch us live, just like this show right here. Uh, if you don't catch it live tonight or right now, you will be able to catch it. Uh, I think it'll be available on iTunes or TuneIn uh, in the morning, or uh, sometimes it'd be on there at night. It takes a little a little longer to be in the archives on those podcasts. Uh, apps than it does um, right here on Blog Talk. So however you catch us, man, we are delighted. And it also be on Pod FM. There's a lot. I just tell your family to go and just Google search Culture Freedom Radio Network, and you can find the various avenues and outlets that um, we broadcast and have a lot of things going on on there. So you're on Google Plus as well. We're on Google Plus. Uh, right there at Culture Freedom Radio Network on Google Plus, and you can also catch up with me uh, on Google Plus uh, under the uh, other show, um, Liberation Tabernacle Ministries on Google Plus. Liberation Tabernacle Ministries on Google Plus, and also, um, sorry, excuse me, Rana, we're on uh, Culture, uh, Facebook, Facebook on Culture Freedom Radio 
network on Facebook, what they call the fan page and things of this nature. You can catch us right there. Uh, you can catch me on Facebook at Sunray Nine Shabazz on Facebook. Hell, I got various pages, man. But Sunray Nine Shabazz on Facebook, Culture Freedom Radio Network. Oh, and I tell you, that, you if you do Facebook, I know a lot of people don't deal with Facebook, but if you do Facebook, you can go and check us out and the group that we have on there called Culture Freedom Nation. Culture Freedom Nation, the group. And when you get inside the group, we have a lot of ebooks inside the group. So you want to go ahead and ask to join the group. I have to give you permission to join. Um, but when you try to go in and join the group, we have a lot of ebooks that's on there that you can download and get that information. So there's Culture Freedom uh, Nation, Culture Freedom Nation, right there on Facebook as well. I got to make sure I start uh, back promoting that right there on that station, man. But, hey, like I said, uh, trying to come in the house, man, and work through these kinks, I just hate it sometimes, family. It, it, it's real distraction, and I don't care how much long you've been doing this type of thing. But when you have these little things like this happen, these little incidents, you know, where you're having trouble and stuff, and it just it just throws you off, man. It just throws you off. I just hope this computer, man, ain't went out. My main computer, man, ain't went out. Damn, y'all. This what I hate this. But this for all of my software and everything is. Uh, man, I just hope it ain't went out. But, hey, I'm going I'm to work through it, man. I've been working through this. I've been doing this over 10 years. Sunray, you better goddamn it get this thing right. But, um, uh, Dave, can you, if you hear me, Dave, let me know if you can hear me, man, because I'm doing this thing on my phone tonight. Okay. Yeah, let me know if you can hear me pretty good because I'm trying to – I'm actually hosting on my phone, and uh, I'm running the switchboard off a little bitty seven-inch tablet, y'all. Boy, you got to be a bad mama jamma because you try to learn this stuff here. Seven-inch tablet, damn. So my eyeballs are really popping tonight. Uh, so can you hear me, brother Dave? You can hear me. Let me know. So I see you on the call. Cute. Let me see. Ring in then. Shalom, can you hear me, Brother Dave? Shalom, Shalom, Cam. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. Shalom, Shalom. Yeah, that's the thing I had to go do. Sorry about that, Brother Summary. Oh, man, I'm struggling over here, man. I'm I'm struggling, damn computer, man. Tripping over here. I don't know what the hell don't happen, but I'm going to work through it, man. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, go ahead, Sorry about that. Yeah, I, I, was, I was hearing some of it. You, uh, somebody was talking about Dr. Martin Luther King and how he was somebody great at one time before he died. How he started actually doing things. And you know what? I actually agree to Martin Luther King at one time before he died. He started. He started to realize that everything that he had taught before about all that we had to integrate was bullshit. Deuteronomy 73 said, do not intermarry with them. You know, that's the thing with, you know, Martin Luther King started seeing the crackheads all up in the white community. Started seeing that they was... Yeah, having a big influence on our people, you know, especially with uh, uh, what we call the uh, that that little seventies thing that they had, the uh, 
what what was that seventies little thing that that would stop? All that shit was oh, coming yeah. around. He started seeing that drugs and 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 all that shit that our people was doing and how they was white folks was influencing that on our people. Jimi Hendrix, you know, a big crackhead. He showed well. I don't give a fuck. All y'all might love Jimi Hendrix, but he was a big time crackhead. And uh, and most of all, I know some of us love our funk brothers. I fucked the Delic Parliament and Aqua Boogie Baby. Never learned to swim. I should, I hope, my prayer. You know, I know y'all love George Clinton, but he was a crackhead too. He was influenced. Yeah, yeah, all that shit. He was, you know, he was a crackhead too. Aqua Boogie was about uh, uh, cocaine. That, you know, that, he was yeah, that, that's what, that's what, that's what, that's what, who, 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 I know when I didn't like it then. I know I did. I grew up on that shit. But that was about damn getting high off Heron. Shooting up Heron and and all that shit. So, you know, the white man putting putting all that shit, you know, in our music back in the day. They, you know, come on, Rick James. Mary Jane. That's about marijuana. You know, and you know marijuana. Come on now, some of y'all brothers. We know, we know y'all like to light up that loud. Don't get me wrong. You know, every once in a while, get your blood. Y'all know y'all do, but at the end of the day, we gotta watch out for that shit. Look what's in that shit. Look what's in that. Look at all that poison that's in there now, making it legal. It's smoking. If you making something legal, I don't even want that shit no more. You know, you make shit legal. That's when something. That's when that shit ain't right. That's when you should watch out for the shit. You know, making shit legal. That's when you should watch out for. You know, so Martin Luther King, I'll have a dream one day. Our daughter be able to sit, go to the bathroom with the white lady. The son you going be taught by a white lady. Fuck that. Dr. King woke the fuck up about that damn dream. That dream was all over. You know, shit, Dr. King found out. Yeah, you see, uh, you see a damn transgenders reading to the goddamn kids now. You know, you see a homos reading mm. to the kids now. You heard about that, Brother Sunray? Yeah, I saw hey. videos on, on uh, Facebook. I, I couldn't even watch it, bro. Yeah, hobos read to the kids. Gays read to the kids. So y'all kids getting read to by gay people. Uh-huh. So, so how y'all doing? Hey, children, <laughs> let's read a bedtime story. All that shit. Um, how you doing, kids? How you doing, kids? How you, it's class. Class is in session. All that shit. All that drag race shit. 
you know, messed them all up. Oh, it's all right for my son to be able to go with the other damn boy. Get the fuck out of here, man. You know what I'm saying? It's all right for my daughter to be a damn bull daddy. You know what I'm saying? Walk around man clothes. You know what I'm saying? Walk around yo 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 raw digger and all that shit. All that young Marty. All that shit. You know, all that pride shit. You know, and they got a movie. What is that movie? Parah. You heard about that? That little black lesbian movie, Parah. Black girl coming out the closet. That was a fucked up movie. I saw that movie. And then there was another little. Then there was another little fucked up little movie, Blackbird, with Monique. You know what I'm saying? And this little black her uh, her son came out closet. He was all in the church choir, you know, all singing and shit. He ended up going with a white boy at the end. Fucking nasty man. Fucking nasty man. Yeah, that movie Blackbird. That shit nasty too. Black, black. Yeah, black boy coming out. Fuck. Oh, you all happy to come out. What the fuck is that, nigga? You keep that shit until your goddamn self. You doing you doing that nasty shit, keep that shit yourself. You know what I'm saying? You have to be ashamed of like like why the fuck would you wanna hold another dude a dude hold another dude's hand? You know, you're a woman, you wanna hold another woman's hand. And you know what? I heard I heard a damn a white girl today. Not today. But uh, a few days ago, I was out, and, you know, I was doing some things, and I was talking to this one nurse, and uh, me and this one guy and another lady had a, you know, conversation with this nurse, this white nurse, and she said, it makes sense when a, you know, man wanting to talk to another man, and, you know, y'all both have more understanding of each other than a man. You know, with a woman, you a man, a woman can't understand a man. Only a man can understand a man. And she just make that shit seem so fucking right. I say, you know what? This is some bullshit. Some bullshit. See how they do? You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make that shit. Oh, yeah, it's all right. And Minister Farrakhan did that shit years ago with, what is that, uh, the private suicide called homosexuality like she did with Irma about his gay nephew, Irma Hunt. You know what I'm saying? He did that. You know what I'm saying? His Farrakhan nephew got caught out there with another dude. Uh, Prince, uh, dude you know, Aaron Muhammad, you might have heard this story about Task Force. You all heard about that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I've I heard you, you speaking of it, and uh, somebody else on there speaking of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Farrakhan. Also, yeah, a few years ago, I remember you, uh, you and uh, brother Eric had a thing talking about uh, Mister Farrakhan promoting lesbian in the na- lesbianism in the nation. You remember that he had an all women's retreat. You remember y'all did that oh, lecture yeah. a long time ago? <laughs> oh, yeah. Y'all remember y'all talking about that shit? Man, yes, sir. Ain't no telling yeah. what the hell we hadn't talked about on yeah, But, yeah. Yeah, y'all did when I think Farrakhan talked about the, the role of the woman in America, some shit like that. 
But yeah, and you and Brother Eric wrote that shit down about how, how about the lesbianism in the nation of Islam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's real shit. You got lesbian, you got that shit in the Hebrew Israelite community. You know, it's not talked about. You know, but you got that in there too. Brothers taking on extra wives and the wives all sleeping in bed with each other and the brother. You know what I'm saying? That, that shit ain't normal, man. Shit ain't normal. You know what I'm saying? And some of y'all brothers out there, y'all all, uh, some of these brothers out here all going with these damn Latino women and shit. That ain't normal either. Y'all should mix in with them damn Mexican women. You know what I'm saying? Getting all married to old Puerto Rican girl. That shit ain't normal. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't fuck with your ass unless your ass got some money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but when you ain't shit, they caught, they do the same thing white lady doing. So that's all I got to say, man. Get that shit. Get, get your shit right. You know, black folks. You know what I'm saying? Stop mixing in. Martin Luther King talking about, you know, mixing in. With other nations, man, Martin Luther King regretted that shit. He regretted it. And we know it, too. You know, and Malcolm X, somebody, he went over there to Arabia. He saw love all over there in the Middle East. Malcolm X, before he died, he regretted that shit, too, saying that. Talking about you can pray with the white Muslims and, you know, all that shit. Well, fuck that shit. If you do that, then you go pray. You go and go to a white church there and pray with a white damn congregation. And we want, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Malcolm X regretted that shit too. All that, oh, we can pray with the with the white Arab. The white Arab move his feet from your ass during the Friday Juma prayer. Them stank ass camel driving. Terrorist ass Arabs, they don't have no respect for y'all niggas. You know what I'm saying? They don't have no respect for y'all to move their feet out during the Friday prayer. You know, brother Sunray, me and you didn't been in Islam. We ain't that true damn racism in Islam. The oh, yeah. Arabs don't well, respect you, niggas. The Quran teaches that there's no race. Well, I've seen it. I ain't going to say the Quran. I can't remember where it is, but I remember them saying there's no racism in Islam. Somebody didn't read that part. I don't forget. It might be in the Quran or it might have been just some sayings, but that's a damn lie. Shola. <laughs> Shola. And Malcolm X, he regretted saying that before he died, too. After Brother Summary, didn't Malcolm X start an organization with black Americans before he died? Then, yeah, yeah. I think, now this is my opinion. I don't think really, it's just like, some people point that out when he went to, to uh, because he took the Hodge and he went <clears throat> over there and he made that statement. It's just like we take that as like a little sound bite. It starts saying now he he accept white people and he in love with white people. That wasn't now. This is just my personal opinion. I take it that's not what that was. That was uh, it made it and, and two. 
we listening to white media as well that's that's showing us this shit, right? Is the point that he was in an organization that told you primarily, and well, I, I can't say well, because the Nation of Islam, the, 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 even going according to the message of the black man, Honorable Elijah Muhammad did say that white people can be Muslims not by uh, by birth or they can they can be Muslim by faith, meaning like I said, they can take shahada or start declaring it. But he was saying that we were basically uh, somewhat Muslim by birth and, and things of this nature, or you know, and just going to say we go the peacemakers. But he was saying they could be only Muslim by faith. So he was still letting them know, because remember now, he even go back to some of the old saviors days, that, that even when Elijah Muhammad was there, they were Pakistani Muslims and all of this stuff. And you got to remember, because Elijah um, was in the Ahmadiyya, well, they ain't going to tell the damn truth about this. You'll never get the truth about someone with the uh, Nation of Islam. But he was with the uh, uh, Ahmadiyya Society. Remember, he had his name was a couple of times, he was named, he was named Elijah Bogus. Uh, Elijah Kareem, this is folks yeah. of his mom, and he was, you know, with the uh, he kind of studied under that uh, Akbadiya side. Anybody from the Akbadiya Muslim community, they would tell you that. But the nation ain't gonna get into that. They don't want to. They're not gonna say that. They only just want to reveal that um, about him uh, being taught by uh, Farad Muhammad. That's what I'm saying. They want to reveal to you and tell you. I mean, nothing wrong with somebody going through another school of thought and, and, and moving on and, you know what I'm saying, and, and taking the knowledge and, you know, maybe building a great nation for them, you know, with their great nation. That's what students do. That's what students do, supposed to go on and graduate and build something. You know, you just don't be a damn student for the rest of your goddamn life like what a lot of people now want to do, these students sitting up on the teacher. All their damn lives. Come on, man. When are you going to get out and, 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 and teach yourself? We're all supposed to be student teachers. We're all supposed to be trying to become masters. When you go to these um, schools, I almost said white universities. Where the hell I guess I will. You, when you go to school, you don't stay in kindergarten all your life or elementary or middle school and high school. No. You can go on to a higher realm of education, which they call colleges or universities, study to what? Get a master's degree in whatever field you want. And to become a master, you become a master teacher in something else. You know, they don't call you a master teacher, but you go to get a master's degree. You go get a bachelor's degree. You go get these degrees. And then you can go on out here and journey into the world in any field of study, whatever you took. If you went to want to be a, a scientist or whatever, uh, I don't know what kind of degrees you would need. Hell, I don't know if it's engineering or whatever. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not, I don't know all these one, two, three degrees. Now. But you go and get these high degrees and you move on from that. So a lot of these cats, man, want to stay as students. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, wasn't nothing wrong with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad going in and, you know, if he started off with the Agmathia or even the, um, uh, what was the other one, Morris Science Temple, and he went on and he studied and, and, and and look how what a great nation he built with the uh, nation of Islam. But I'm getting a little bit off track, going back to Malcolm right fast. But Malcolm, you know, he, he just saw that, he was taught that in, in seeing how white man was the devil, white man was the devil. And he didn't say nothing about the Arabs. Now, notice Elijah Muhammad didn't say nothing about the Arabs. 
He just saw when he said he saw the white man, so-called AKA white man, and when he was over there in Mecca. That's right. And how he acted in Mecca, it was just like, wow. I've been taught this man, he's been the devil all my goddamn life. Now I come to another country, and I see him over here, and look how he's acting over here in Mecca. So that's the sound bite we get. He didn't want to help. said he was going to hold hands and lie that and skip up and down the street with white folks. That's not what he was saying. That's not what Malcolm taught. And you're right. The organization that he <clears throat> established, and it was for, and, and, and here's, I'm glad you mentioned it, and I, and I can read something from it. So you hear what Malcolm said himself about this here. He started the organization no, called the, uh, the, what was it, the Afro-American, Afro-American, uh, Afro-American Unity. Uh, what was it? Yeah. It's O-A-A-U. Organization of Afro American at the time we was called Afro Americans Unity, and here's some of the things I'm glad you mentioned it. Dave. It was some of the brother Omar Wally, yeah, brother Omar Wally. But his organization, even though he seen them white folks over there, did he say he gonna join hands with white folks and we're gonna build a mosque and we're gonna have a mass jig with all white folks? No, he didn't. He started an organization one more time called. Organization of Afro-American Unity is still what is building something for African-American, what we call African-Americans at that time. And here's something what he said. Uh, Let me read this here. Under this, uh, this brochure thing I have, and he said the establishment, when they were trying to establish this organization uh, on February the 15th, 1965, in the city of New York City. Uh, he said right here, number one, the organization of Afro-American unity welcomes all persons of African origins to come together and declare their ideas, skills, lives to free our people from oppression. One more time, what did he say? We, this organization welcomes all persons of African origins to come together to dedicate their ideas, skills. Not European descendants, not none of that. But, you know, when we know he's talking about African or Afro-American unit, because they're all Afro-American unit. Who the hell call themselves Afro-Americans other than those, or African-Americans now? But he said the branch of the organization of Afro-American unity must be established by people of African descent what, wherever they may be and whatever their ideology, I can't even pronounce it right, y'all. Forgive me. Ideology, as long as they be descendant Africa and declare to our one goal is freedom from oppression. This is Brother Malcolm. So he letting you know here. So all of that, he went to Mecca and saw the white folks, this and that. He didn't come back and just, just, just let's hold hands with white folks and jump up and down and say, Lottie, Dada, we like to party. No. He established something to get African-American or Afro-Americans at this time to unite. That's why he was unifying with African leaders. Y'all see what he was going to these different countries, I mean, uh, 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 what conferences and things of this nature, uniting with the brothers and sisters from Africa, 
because that's why y'all know some organization. I've probably been doing some reading on this, talking about um, the difference between um, Pan African Black nationalism and Pan Africanism, because you do have a lot of people that well, I don't know today. I don't know it's so uh, a lot of our people so you know not into things today, but. Uh, he was talking about Afro-American unity, or not, I'm sorry, my bad, y'all. They call it, uh, some people say they Pan-Africans. Y'all hear some of them people today, they say, I'm a Pan-African. Uh, what's his name? Umar, um, Umar Johnson said he's the king of Pan-Africanism, and then you got other people, you know, who's into whatever, I don't know. So, you know, some people say they're black nationalists, some say they're Pan-African, and that's the difference. So, we had a lot of these things, uh, Dr. King, uh, you know, they were just civil rights people, uh, like Jesse Jackson, them civil rights all-stars. That's, I didn't make that name up, y'all. That's what uh, a brother named uh, Ron Marsh, we call them, civil rights all-stars. But, yeah, so Malcolm still wanted to get brothers and sisters to unite with each other, you know, despite that. Hell, I seen uh, crazy-ass white folks in the mosque. Uh, or not white, yeah. Not white, but yeah. But the Arabs. And I've seen they were dirty and low down on the mother stuff in there. Still was the same. So we can't be fooled because we see them getting on a damn prayer rug and they pray and all of that shit and you get happy and jump up and down, go jump for joy. Oh, but go back to um, Jeremiah Wright. That that I played y'all. It's called Black Liberation Theology. Uh, you can check it out on YouTube. Black Liberation Theology. That was a good one. It was only ten minutes. And y'all heard some of the things that he said about Black Liberation Theology, and that's some of the things that a lot of people espoused back in the day. Reverend, um, uh, what was his name, Brother Day? The Turner. Uh, Henry Turner wasn't Brother Day. Oh uh, shit, brother! They know them both, brother name. Uh, uh, um, I can't think of their names. See, brother Dave turning me on to them names, and since brother Dave been telling me about them folks' names, I've been seeing their names been popping up a lot lately. Uh, I think it was Henry Turner, um, all of the, the, the original brothers with the uh, Hebrew Israelite doctrine or Hebrew doctrine that we always heard. Uh, hell, I guess like the Nation of Islam. They, you know, they, they go with the Bible talking about how God's going to judge America. And, you know, heard Reverend Jeremiah Wright, what he said, God damn America. You know, because if she don't give her former so-called slave justice as she promised, God damn America. And Collie had a thing, said, God damn the white man. I remember that lecture he did. He said, God damn the white man. Yeah, because he is damned at a lot because a lot of the things he do. And nature, even though y'all might not say God, I don't get any of this God things, I'm right. I ain't down with that God. Well, you know, we say nature because nature whoops some asses too. So you you can't get away from that. So you might say, well, I don't get down with the God thing. Well, you can say nature because some people look at nature or break it down from uh, mythological uh, theologies or whatever. I ain't gonna say, can't say theology with with, with, with this. With mythology, the mythology teachings, and some people like to use uh, certain things, symbols or signs in nature to, for the concepts of dealing with certain aspects of nature. Even when you go into Kemet, you go back and you see the, the so-called the netter or the god Shu, S-U-S-H-U, Shu. In his 
he would be the representation of wind when you look at Shu. So when you're looking at the god Shu, S-H-U, he would be representative of wind, the wind, Shu. Gelb, y'all know, is dealing with the representation of earth and things of this nature. We have, you, know, you, know, the, you know, the comedic brothers and sisters know what I'm talking about. So you deal with things dealing with nature, and a lot of the cosmology, the comedic cosmology go into things, and y'all already know where cosmology and that's what it's telling about. This is the cosmos of things that's dealing with things in nature. So you even say God. What they say, whatever you put out is what you get back in return, energy. So a lot of these things that you put out a lot of negativity, nature going to bring negativity back to your ass. It's going to come back on you. That's why, you know, you don't have to believe in a God to understand whatever you do, even in nature, nature I mean, it is what it is. Y'all, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't want to sound like you're too goddamn difficult my damn self <laughs> in the concepts. But, so yeah, so some of us, we teach the liberation theology or subscribe to a black liberation theology. I do. I know I do. That's why I go, and you might hear me quote the Bible, might hear me quote the Quran, because I I am, I deal with liberation theology, and basically, you know I deal with black liberation that's why we got black. We got the uh, Liberation Tabernacle Ministries that we try to do, you know, from time to time. We got to really get that crunk on up, though. Um, but we really got to get that crunk up, and I want to do that in the right way. I don't just want to be throwing nothing out when I deal under that Liberation Tabernacle Ministries. Got to do that right. Got to be precise with the things that come under there. But that's what it is. We we trying to teach and get our people on track. And that was something I had supposed to have been reading. Damn, I can't even get on Facebook. And read this thing. Well, if I can, I got to use a tablet. I got to figure out why this other, my main computer, I know what I'm about to do. I'm about to redo my my network. That's what happened. I lost my Ethernet card. Something went out on it. But that's all right, y'all. I got bag up. I got bag up. I just hate that it went out before this. Uh, I want to read something, man. It was, uh, where did I get this? Something. A sister sent me this. I'm trying to put it up on my tablet. And I like this here, family. I like this, the, the bulletin. This comes from uh, Renoko Rashidi, something Renoko Rashidi did. Y'all know Brother Renoko Rashidi is a scholar. I've uh, been in a lot of work <clears throat> in the community. Renoko Rashidi. Well, a lot of people, y'all don't hear him. People talk about Renoko Rashidi. Mostly when you hear, you know, so-called scholars' name being brought up, you don't really hear his name being brought up uh, as much as it used to be. Um, but he's kind of what they call an underrated scholar. Let me see. Damn. Almost day dropped off. Let me see here. The like birthday you dropped off, day. Uh oh. Yeah, Sean birthday dropped off. Uh oh. See, day, I'm telling you, I got this thing tripping on I'm you. Soon. On you bad. I dropped oh, off. Oh, oh, okay. I got you, because I got two things on in one. I got you. One I'm showing one thing, and one I'm showing another, but I see you. Let me read this right fast. It's something Renoko, somebody, a sister, good sister sent me, and damn, I can't pull a name up, so it's my bad. So I can't give you reference to it, because I'm on this crazy-ass tablet. Uh, I think it was Mia. I I find it in the, in the, in the thing, and I want to give you the proper shout-out, too. Uh, but it's Renoko Rashidi. He says, the problem is that we are deeply poisoned with the anti-African biasness. And we can talk about this one, family. I want to come in and talk about it. He said, oh, go, go back. 
He said, the problem is that we are deeply poisoned with the anti-African biasness. So we grasp at straws and become Moors and Hebrew Israelites and the lost tribes and the Nawabians and the Asiatic black men. We, we even reach to the stars and claim extraterrestrial roots. We are now, uh, we are now, you see, now we are, Shalakia, we are now indigenous, aboriginal, and Native Americans, and slavery really didn't happen. Mm, that's one that I can't get rid of uh, right there. Slavery didn't happen. We said, but this, uh, this is but the latest trend. It is the latest distraction. Well, he's talking about now this whole stuff being popping out, going everybody, y'all in the conscious community, talking about now we indigenous and we aboriginal. Yeah, the aboriginal. Goddamn. That's what the new trend is. He's right. And slavery didn't happen. He said that's what the latest trend is. It's a distraction. What will it be next? What straws will we grasp? All because we are taught that Africa is the worst place ever. And that better, let me see, and that is better to be anything other than an African. Hmm. That's a good talking point. We can talk on it tonight, y'all. So, hey, he says, this is Noka Rashidi, man. He's saying that we're so deeply and we so deeply poisoned that hey, we become anti-African. We grasp at straws. Now we want to be Moors. We want to be Hebrew Israelites. We want to be the Lost Tribes. We want to be Nawabi. We want to be Asiatic Black Man. And then he's saying, he's saying now we even talking about we we from extraterrestrials. We from have extraterrestrial roots. We from planet Hamburger, goddammit. I just made that up, y'all. We from planet somewhere. He's saying we indigenous, uh, aboriginal, we Native Americans. What's next? What's next? Hmm. All because we don't want to use the word. African, or we say we don't have Africans. Whether you agree with that word or not, there's, there were some things on Sarnet of them. They had some people uh, even disagreeing with the title. There was, uh, what was that? What's his name? Ali Muhammad. They had a little slight debate talking about that, uh, about being the, the word Africa. So, hey, man, hey, what do y'all think about that one? I think it is, I can't agree. I, me, Personally, I agree with Noko Rashidi on that one. Just me, personally, that's my thing. I agree that somehow we are grabbing and grasping at a lot of different, um, if he used straws, I use his terminology, uh, straws to, God damn it, what's going on? Uh, Yeah, grabbing at different straws. And grabbing a lot of different identities. And I've been family. I've been going lately to looking at a couple of lot of videos. And I and I'm, I'm planning on. I was planning on doing it this weekend, but I didn't get a chance to. Um, I've been going back looking at a lot of documentaries dealing with what they call Indians or Native Americans. Let me use that term, Native Americans. Uh, going into that, and I hadn't been going in from the black or the so-called the black Indians, if I can use that word, not from their perspective, not looking at the so-called black Indians, but I've been going back just looking at different 
videos, documentary about the mound builders and things of this nature. And I've been asking my family, you know, because it said in my family on both sides, my both sides of my mother's side, actually, um, that we had my both of my great grandmothers supposed to had. Can I use the word Native American? I know some people are like we ain't Native Americans, but for time, I mean, for conversation's sake, I, I can't figure out all these different names, y'all, and I can't go through all the damn various names that y'all want to use. So y'all know what I'm talking about. Fill in the blank. Native Americans. Um, one of my grandmothers supposed to have uh, her father was from a Blackfoot because her her maiden name was Blackfoot. So I guess she had. Uh, the bloodline uh, going to the Blackfoot Indians or Native Americans in her blood. And I, I, I was asked, trying to ask my family, which my family don't know too much about our, our history, which is I mean, it's kind of it's heartening, disheartening that they don't. But they couldn't tell me much about them. They just know um, that they had them, you know, uh, Blackfoot. And, her, and I asked, because I, I was trying to figure out who's, who's what, who's the – the bloodline, okay, who was the, was the father a Native American and, you know, mixed with the mama? So I did know one of my grandmothers was the Blackfoot. Her father was actually from the Native American uh, tribe. He was a so-called Indian, as they say. I'm going to use these words lightly, y'all, uh, Indian. But on my other, my other great-grandmother, they couldn't tell me one way or another. They didn't know about her. And I I remember her when I was younger, both of them when I was younger, and I I seen those features, man. You see those like jawbones and cheek, jawbone, cheekbone. You can see. So when I and I was looking at a lot of these documentaries, and just going back looking at the people, even just going through Google search and just searching like Native Americans or Indians, putting those names in. I was just looking at the the facial features and 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 even with some people say. You hear people say, well, man, go back and look at Noah's Webster's Dictionary. Noah's Webster's Dictionary showed you this us. It, it proved it. it. We were already here in America. When you go and look up Noah's Webster's Dictionary, Noah's Webster's Dictionary say the, first, the Americans were the copper color people. Copper color. Look. Look at your skin. You copper color. And when I do look at my skin, my skin tone, I am what be considered copper color. Yeah. Most definitely, I, I fit that category. But, but when I look and go back into these documentaries, and I even look at the pictures, you know, go do a Google search, looking at all these different pictures. True enough, those people, a lot of those people were copper color. They were copper color. But those people weren't us. What we call us today, maybe African Americans, those people want us. People want us. We may have some bloodline with them. And here, here's something, y'all. Go and look the thing up. And I, and I went, I went into that. I was looking up a documentary about the Seminoles, Seminole Indians, the Africans, and they were talking about the Seminoles Indians, so-called Seminole Indians, and how they allowed a lot of so-called runaway slaves to come to Florida and primarily be a safe haven. Y'all, let's do that research on them, your history on this. Uh, there. So I'm saying, and I'm just, I'm just brainstorming with, with y'all tonight, if y'all don't mind. So if the Seminole, Seminole Indians 
what they call Indians, were us, like look like us, African Americans and whatnot, you know, how we are today. It might be a little different, y'all, because we so much bloodline, I mean, mixing. But if they were us, we were all were the same, right? Um, maybe they wouldn't have had a pro and, and those other ones, because they don't look primarily ones who allowed us to come to whether well, the people who escaped even running from slavery or out of you know out of that bondage to come down there and have a safe haven is this net. But now you got the Cherokee. I have a I have a clip I'm gonna play with that too. What time we got? Top of the hour. Oh shit, I supposed to be doing something at the top of the hour again. But I have a clip that I wanna play for that as well. Uh because what about the the Cherokee. So if we all were the same, right? We were the Native Americans over here, the Cherokee and all of these people, right? And so were the Cherokee, if they were us, why were they enslaving these other black people? I'm using the word black. If they were so-called black, and I and y'all don't get technical on me talking about, well, we ain't black, so I'm ready to pro-. See, listen to what I'm saying, because I, I got to use these terms to make the damn point. I'm going to play this right here, y'all. This is the top of the hour. Station You're now tuned in to Culture Freedom Radio, the home of Lions Vibe Radio, Liberation Tabernacle Ministry, and much, much more. Talk radio that wake up the minds of the people. Okay, yeah. Had to get this station identification in now. I got to start doing little things different. But if we, if they were the same people, the Cherokee and the people who were so-called in slavery, right? Why would the Cherokee start enslaving the Af- well? I'm gonna, we're gonna say Africans. So they mean they didn't give a damn about either. So we talk about the Africans, the Africans in Africa enslaved Africans. So you would say the Cherokee were black folk, a melanated being. So they started enslaving the Africans too. So goddamn. That would explain why all this self-hate that we have to eat with each other today then, wouldn't it? Black folks ain't never liked each other. If we go with that theory, if that theory is true, that the Cherokee, that was already here, they were black, like damn near what we call black today, how we look at ourselves as being black. But the Seminole Indians, or Seminoles down there, they didn't do that. They said, come on down here, y'all can, you can do this. And even today, the Cherokee Indians or the Cherokees, they the so-called uh, even when they had to move and go to Oklahoma with the Trail of Tears, and I and I, I got this clip. I really need to play this clip so the clip will talk and it give y'all a little more idea what I'm talking about too. But the Trail of Tears, when they went there, now they still got so-called Black Americans or who was under enslaved with the Cherokees fighting to get their rights. Uh, with the Cherokees today, and the Cherokees down there like, nah, damn y'all, <laughs> damn y'all, y'all ain't one of us. We know those so-called, and, and today, we know those people who on those reservations who are calling themselves Native Americans or or what they call Indians or whatever, not, they really ain't. That's just like where the Hebrew brothers and sisters be saying those people over in Israel are not the true Jews. Those people that's on these reservations and things today, they are not the true ones. They them the ones who uh uh through a lot of racial mixing and things you know, look how look at they look just like old regular ass white folks don't. Yep, they look just like it. 
I got a goddamn European name. I seen somebody named Rick Hill. Yeah, Rick Hill, supposed to be a Native American. Well, Rick Hill. So it, they, 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 they basically had got breaded out them damn selves. So they, they don't have that copper tone, as it used to say in Webster's Dictionary, copper tone. So we will, uh, the Africans that's over here, the African Americans, they will fit that description of the Webster's Dictionary, copper tone. But those people were totally goddamn different people, man. You know who fit those descriptions of those people? Really fit those descriptions of those people? You look at a lot of Hispanic people, or so-called AKA Mexicans. Look at them. Go look at ancient pictures or pictures with the Aztec. Look at those. The Mayans. Look at those people. Those Julio, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but Julio, Pancho, and Rodriguez that you see today look just like those people that you see in the picture, they still have those facial features, the cheekbones. They have all those same features. What y'all? What were we talking about? Mangloid, the mangloids, and when they do the blood research and all that DNA type shit like that, they look for, you know, they look for mangloid. They test the mangloid uh, DNA and match it up. They don't look for you. They don't look for you because they know damn well you not that have that mangloid DNA. You know you ain't going to find your ass. Your, your DNA, if they always doing them DNA tests, where it going to go at? It's going to go back to over there to West Africa because they ain't they not testing your shit over here. They're testing the mangloid, so they'll never find your ass over here. Talking about you, the original people over here, because they ain't testing you for mangloid. They test them. They test it like that with, the, like y'all, some people say y'all Asiatics. You got to have, you got to be a goddamn Mangalore then. You tell me going with the Mangaloreism. Y'all don't want to acknowledge that shit. Hey, cool with me. But you looking at it. You don't have those those uh, phenotypes as that. You look at the, every one of them goddamn pictures. Y'all do your homework. Look at the damn phenotypes of those people. The Mayans, the Aztecs, the Incas, and all those people, the people, the Native American that was over here. I've been to the Native American uh, 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 music. They got one over here. That's why I said I want to go. I was intending to go this weekend. They had one over here called the Chuckalisas. Chuckalisas Indian Village, where it took over now by. Um, and we used to go when I was in elementary. We used to go all the time when I was in elementary school. And then I didn't know shit. I, I, I didn't know nothing about none of this. I'm just going on goddamn field trips. But so now uh, I went a couple of years ago. And I want to go again since this, all this talk is going on. And I want to go again um, to see some things. And to look, even though they have the statues and everything that's in there, uh, they tore down a lot of the teepees in there, University of Memphis. But these people were called the Choctaw people, uh, Choctaw. And they had, they used to have the Cherokee and the things that was mixed down in this, the Mississippians. And they used to call a lot of them the Mississippians. I watched a lot of them documentaries over this weekend. And uh, and our because I know a lot of the because the, the tribes is here they call them Mississippians because they was down on the next to, towards the Mississippi River and here we do have a lot of the still the Native Americans uh, you see the mounds and all of this stuff but anyway I want to go back there and I want to talk to some of the people that that's there and try to get a lot of history that I can uh, while I'm there. And I want to bring this up. I see you, Justin, because I want to bring this up. And I talked to my brother, my brother Jay. We would come and say, and I ask this question. For all of my brothers and sisters who claim 
that y'all are, we are the Native Americans. We are the true, and I'm using that term, y'all, like I said, loosely. We are the true Native Americans. We were the ones that's here already before the Europeans got here. We were the ones they saw. We was this and that. We were the true mound builders and all of that. Okay, I get it. Okay, okay. I'm going to ride with y'all on that one. I'm going to ride. Okay, just for, I'm going to play along. Here's the thing. Now, the sisters and brothers who say they're from Kemet and so forth, or maybe from Africa, sometimes we were primarily, uh, some of us, we might wear some jewelry that relates back to Kemet or Africa. Hell, if it's just a, a hat with, a, with the African symbol on it uh, of the continent, the red, black, and green, we... Some of us, we wear the dashikis or we will have the, uh, some kind of hairstyle that the Africans may wear. We'll do something relating going back to Africa. I mean, I'm just in a nutshell. We got something relating back to Africa. Everybody that you primarily see today that's hollering about we the indigenous, we were the original ones over here. When I go back in them documentaries, I see the shoes they wear. I saw the jewelry that they wear. I see the feathers, the you know, the things they made with the feathers all on their head, the, you know, like the bands and the, not the big chief, thing, the big chief, uh, I don't know what they call a headdress. Uh, but I see the customary dress that they wore. Y'all don't see no goddamn body over here wearing that. You don't see none of these people who claim to be indigenous or Native Americans trying to practice none of those customs. Ask y'all this. Y'all was already here, right? Everybody had a spiritual practice. Oh, you can't get away with this one, goddammit. Well, no, no goddamn atheist spiritual practice. What was your spiritual practice? Because all over the damn world, I don't care where you were, everybody had some kind of spiritual practice that they had. What were y'all spiritual practice? Don't just tell me you was already over here. I don't want to hear that shit. You ain't getting away that goddamn easy. What was your spiritual practice that you had when you were here? Because I've, 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 I've been there, I've seen it. And, and let me ask y'all this. Every year, a couple of times throughout the year, because I looked at the Chuck Leaders, I looked at their uh, event schedule. They have a lot of things. They have these reunions where they go out and they have these ceremonial dance and they have their dress or they come out. When have y'all took y'all asses to some of these Native American Places or not, if y'all don't want to fuck with them, y'all don't acknowledge them as being uh, the true um, Indians or Native American. When have y'all ever got together, scheduled an event where a lot of y'all who say that y'all are Native Americans got together and and put on your own goddamn powwow? I guess that we would call a powwow, huh? When have y'all ever did that? But whoa, whoa, whoa! But you the Native American, you want to keep everybody. You ain't from no, you not from Africa, and you're not no goddamn Africans. You're not from Kemet. You ain't from here. But the people who from Kemet maybe have some ceremony. You see Brother Jabari got the unk in his hand showing that he's a, a, a priest. And a lot of people, uh, Brother, uh, what's his name, Infodizi and a lot of these people, look how they dress. They're they showing you. They're trying to acknowledge that they got and Brother Shaka Agmo with the one braid hanging down. At least they're showing you a little bit what they, what they participate and represent. When y'all had y'all fucking powwow? Huh? I'm waiting. When, when, when is your powwow? When is the next powwow? Because, you see, you claim it. We claiming 
things because we just want to claim the fame for some shit. But you won't, you don't, you don't, you don't cling to the pra- the practices. You're not showing the practices, the customary practices. That, don't tell me you don't know nothing about it. You can tell a motherfucker you went, you from here, and excuse my French. Y'all can go ahead and tell everybody, make all these goddamn videos and argue up and down the goddamn internet with people talking about you ain't no goddamn African. You ain't this. You ain't that. This is what we are. You can try to prove that you the people from this, from here. But when now it's time to start bringing forward, y'all got to start showing and proving where's your goddamn customary dress? What is your fucking spiritual practice? What is shit that today we're doing? Because I can go on the internet. I can go to the goddamn native. Even if the fake ones, y'all say they fake. Every motherfucking year, they have ceremony, powwows, and they have shit that go on there. Where the fuck y'all shit at? See, that's the shit. That's the, that's the thing I'm talking about. We got to stop this bullshit, fam. Moors. Y'all talk about, we were the original people over here. Got to get on y'all for a second. And I'm going to hear up, just Y'all want to say that y'all original people over here, them people weren't hollering no goddamn Islam, mo. Islam, mo. You don't see the Native Americans, them people hollering by no goddamn Islam? They didn't have no motherfucking mosque over here. They didn't have no mass jigs. No temples of Islam. And they wasn't wearing no goddamn fezes. Geronimo them didn't have no motherfucking fez on his head. He had some feathers, but he had no goddamn fez. That, that, <laughs> I didn't see a tassel on his head. I seen a feather, not a tassel. Man, y'all come look at him. Can y'all, which one of y'all can do a rain dance? Which one of y'all can do the brain dance? They had spiritual practice. You know what? They did have that. You know, it's something similar to the Africans because they did call on the ancestors. Uh. And if they didn't name certain things after the ancestors, they said it was a disrespect. Y'all know that? Ask some of some of these goddamn it, we was already here, folks. Start asking them them goddamn questions. Don't just tell me you was here because that shit is easy to do. What are some of your practices, man? If y'all didn't have Christianity, what did y'all have? Tell me some, what, what language did y'all speak? Because you weren't speaking motherfucking English. And all these names that they given, like Cherokee and all that, that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't the real name. Tell me some more about the, the Iroquois. Get, get deep down. Tell me about the Iroquois. Hmm? The Iroquois Confederation. Go into that. Tell me more. Because, you know, the natives, they were fighting over here. They were fighting like Crips and Bloods over this motherfucker. Y'all know that? They were really fighting like a motherfucker. Y'all don't let these folks keep playing y'all this bullshit because you don't want to be a knowledge because you something, you, you know, you, 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 I don't know, a lot of people, y'all ashamed of the continent, continent. I said the continent of Africa because of what happened during the transatlantic slave trade or just slavery altogether. And you want to, you don't want to acknowledge it because, and I got to say this, because even my brothers are calling yourself Hebrew Israelites. You can't be a motherfucking Hebrew Israelite living in America. It's like people say African American. Well, you you are, you stating that you're African, like Brother David said. You 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 can't say you can say Hebrew, but you ain't a Hebrew you're Hebrew Israelite because you ain't in goddamn Israel. 
Then you're not a Hebrew Israelite. Oh, you, oh, I forgot. You're going to say, like, African-American. Y'all say, because y'all say, we ain't no African-American. You say, well, we descended from Africa. No, well, I, you take that back. Because now, when before you came to America, remember now, you escaped up out of Israel a little time ago, escaping persecution and shit. You went to the west coast of Africa. And you lived there before the slaves, raiders came in and raided and brought you here and brought you to America. So wait a minute. So primarily you were the descendant, you descended from Africa for a minute because that's where you was at when the motherfucker got you, didn't it? See, we got to stop playing motherfucking game, man. Quit mudding up the goddamn water. See, as soon as it's like Nuka Rashid, what's next? See, that's why we can't never get together and come together on a, on a unified front. That's why good brother Malcolm said, let me find this right fast. And I, and I got to play this clip through and then shut my mouth. But I, we got the main, let's set the record straight. That's why brother Malcolm said, let me see where he go, where he said. Uh, let, 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 let me find it. He said right here, number two, number two, number two. He says, branches of the organization of Afro-American unit may be established by African descent. Whatever they may be, wh- wherever they may be, or whatever their ideology. Whatever you ideology. Bro, you can practice. He didn't give a goddamn if you was a Christian, Muslim, Jew, agnostic, atheist. It didn't matter. If you said you, you basically had it, he was saying you had knew you from an African descent. Hell, but you had this thing, man. What he was fighting for, number one thing I, I kept on reading in here, everything that he said that he wanted to fight for, it says to to the to, to free our people from oppression. That's everyone I go to, every number I go to, and look, that was the number one goal. And here it is. I'm going to read it again. Here's another one right fast. He said, by focusing our activities and our loyalties on our one goal, freedom from oppression. That's what Malcolm was talking about, all he wanted to do. So when we fighting about flat earth bullshit, uh, I'm a more. We ain't no goddamn black folk. We this, we that. That ain't that ain't that ain't got nothing to do with being fighting for freedom of oppression. That's fighting for a goddamn tag and a name to call yourself. You said before we even go to the white folk, we gotta be able to declare a nationality. Say what? Mothers, mother suck him. Brother hell with him. I ain't declaring a motherfucking thing. Before we go to him, we got to have a motherfucking name before we go to him. <laughs> you think you give a goddamn about what name you are? But in the meantime, you getting slaughtered, brothers and sisters. Waiting on you for to come together and make up and come together on the table and have a goddamn name to call yourself. You getting all screwed up. You want to talk about this vote time. Look how much they, they, I've been listening to the show today. They talking about how much goddamn voter suppression shit they doing for black folk. And y'all talking about we got to get together. We need to vote. We need to do this. We got to do that before we can go. How long are you going to keep on bullshit, fam? All them motherfucking names don't mean no guy. It don't make a goddamn difference, man. You exist as a human being right now. That's all should matter. You exist as a human being, and you're having things that been done upon each each and every one of us. The same. We don't get. They don't give a fuck if you are more Hebrew, Negro, nigger, 
coon, spick, they don't give a shit. They treat us all the fucking same. We, it's like what they say, all niggas look alike. And I ain't calling those niggas, but that's what they say, all niggas look alike. So they don't give a fuck what title you want to call yourself. They're going to treat you like that, the nigga that look alike. So fuck it. I'm going to kill all of them. Let me play this clip right fast, man. And uh, I'll bring right back here in there, Jeff. The following is a new seven black history special, Black Slaves, Red Masters. Hello, everyone. I'm Sam Ford. Earlier this month in our Seven Inside Reports, I took a personal journey to look at a largely unknown chapter of black history when my ancestors and thousands of other blacks were slaves, not of the whites, but of the Indians. Well, a lot of people responded who'd missed some of the segments and who wanted to know more about the subject. So today you'll see it all and more and get your pencils. At the end, we'll have not a test, but an address and phone number where you can get more information. Every summer at Tahlequah, Oklahoma, the Cherokee Indians sponsor their Trail of Tears pageant, the story of how the U.S. government robbed the so-called five civilized tribes of their homelands in the South and moved them by force to Oklahoma. They don't tell about the thousands of blacks the tribes brought with them, their slaves. My mammy and pappy belong to a part Cherokee named W.P. Thompson when I was born. The woman reading is my sister, Elaine Ford Staten, but the words are those of our great-grandmother, Phyllis Thompson Pettit, whose Georgia-born parents were brought by the Cherokees over the trail. Johnson Thompson was Phyllis's brother. Before that, Pappy had been owned by three different masters. One was the rich Joe Van, who lived down at Weber's Fall, and another was Chief Lowry of the Cherokees. My cousin, Maurice Shepard, reading the words of his great-grandfather. The interviews were conducted 52 years ago here at Fort Gibson, Oklahoma, when both my great-grandmother Phyllis Pettit and her brother Johnson Thompson were in their 80s, part of a federal writer's project. Now, both of them are buried in this cemetery. But after I read their words, I was set on a mission to find out how my family became slaves of the Indians. I learned that beginning with the administration of George Washington, it was the policy of the U.S. government to civilize the Indians by teaching them modern farming techniques. To adopt agricultural practices that uh, patterned uh, after the whites, and one of those in the South was slave trade. I don't ever talk about it very much because I think it's a very shameful part of, um, of Cherokee history, and so I've purposely avoided involving myself in that, um, in that whole issue. While the current chief may be ashamed, at the Cherokee Museum today are slave bills of sale, including one for three slaves bought in 1841 by then-principal chief John Ross. The chief and his brother Lewis were among the biggest slaveholders in the tribe. Indeed, many of my mother, Kathleen's ancestors, the Rosses, were owned by the chief's family. They were Southerners. They uh, adopted Southern institutions, Southern dress southern uh, black slavery. But one characteristic they did not like was southern greed for their land. By 1830, through wars and treaties, the five tribes had lost most of it. Then they were all ordered to move west to Oklahoma. Four of the tribes left, but the Cherokees took their case to the U.S. Supreme Court and won. At least they won the lawsuit. Then the man on the $20 bill stepped in. And President uh, Jackson 
essentially told the, uh, the uh, Supreme Court, uh, uh, you know, you made your ruling in favor of the Cherokees, now, you know, try to enforce it. As president, Andrew Jackson controlled the army. So 14,000 Cherokees and 1,600 slaves were herded to Oklahoma. Some groups in winter, with about a quarter of the Indians and blacks dying along the way. You got plenty of Indians right today, don't like Andrew Jackson in this area. 84-year-old Luther Scales, who describes himself as one-quarter black and three-quarters Indian, is president of the Coweta, Oklahoma Historical Society. He remembers stories his Creek Indian grandfather told him about the removal, which was devastating for the Creeks as well. He said the, 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 the roughest part of it was crossing the Mississippi River in a boat. How so? Well, man, the Mississippi River, do you know down there in, uh, in Arkansas and in, in Mississippi, when you, and you're talking about a mile, across, a, mile, a mile or so across the river. And in, 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 in a boat, as swift as that water's running, well, you've got problems. Once in Oklahoma, the slaves were put to work, raising cotton, building the new nations. The Merrill home, which still stands outside Tahlequah, Oklahoma, was built by the Cherokees' black slaves. And should you think the Indians were much kinder masters than the whites, listen to Granny Phyllis's words in the interview about my great-grandfather. My husband was George Pettit. He told me his mammy was sold away from him when he was a little boy. He looked down a long lane after her just as long as he could see her and cried after her. He went down to the big road and sat down by his mammy's barefoot tracks in the sand and sat there until it got dark, and then he'd come on back to the quarters. Oklahomans reenacting the Civil War Battle of Honey Springs. When it actually occurred, this was the Creek Nation in Indian Territory, slave territory, in which all of the five civilized tribes had signed treaties supporting the South. And the battle actually looked much like something out of the movie Glory, except it wasn't the 54th Massachusetts, but the first Kansas colored regiment that saved the day. Because of fear of attacks from nearby Kansas, many Indian slave owners fled south. I can just remember when Master John Harnish took us to Texas. We went in a covered wagon with oxen and camped out all along the way. My sister, Elaine Ford Staten, reading the words of our great-grandmother, Phyllis Pettit, a girl at the time of the war. In ex-slave interviews conducted by federal workers during the Depression, she told how her brother, Johnson Thompson, and her parents were sold from one Cherokee master to another and taken to Texas. And Pappy done the driving of the oxen. I was set in a wagon and listened to him pop his whip and holler. On the square of the old Cherokee capital in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, stands a monument to Cherokee Confederate war dead. But the war here was confusing. While Cherokee chief John Ross was arrested by the Union Army and shipped to D.C., his mansion was burned to the ground by Cherokee Confederate General Stan Wadey, who just didn't like the chief. And while Creek Chief Samuel Chakoti fought for the South, Apothalea another Creek chief, fought for the Union, his slaves at his side. In any event, when the war was over, the tribes who'd all signed Confederate treaties were in trouble. The United States government informed the five civilized tribes that all previous treaties are null and void. And the first thing to be accomplished is to sign a peace treaty. The new treaties meant the Indians lost more land. And since this wasn't legally considered the United States, Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation had not covered Indian slaves. 
So the treaty said they had to be freed. One of the things the federal government required in those treaties was that, that these tribes adopt the blacks as equal members of the tribe, their former slaves. One day, old master stayed after he ate breakfast, and when us Negroes come in to eat, he said, after today, I ain't your master anymore. You all as free as I am. We just stand and look and don't know what to say about it. The words of her brother, Johnson Thompson, read by his great-grandson, Maurice Shepard. Pappy wanted to go back to his mother when the war was over and the slaves were freed. He made a deal with Dave Mounts, a white man who was moving into the Indian country, to drive for him. Granny Phyllis described a harrowing trip in which they had to fight off wolves with fire from their camp, a wagon journey over land and water that lasted five weeks. When we would come to a river, we would cross boats, but me and brother rode on a bed in the back of the wagon, and when we were crossing a river, father would make us lie down and wouldn't let us look out. He was afraid we would fall out in the river. Finally, they arrived back to Fort Gibson in northeastern Oklahoma, where their father's mother was working as a cook for the U.S. soldiers. My grandma, Phyllis Harnish, was the mother of the Colored Baptist Church on Four Mile Branch, east of Fort Gibson. She organized the church and was head of it as long as she lived. Since the Cherokee tribe owned all the land, as new Cherokee citizens, the family merely picked a spot. After Granny Phyllis Pettit married, her first child was my grandmother, Lutetia, whose third child was my dad, Sammy. Pettits and Fords still own this land today. Our Black History Special will continue in just a moment with more about black slaves, Red Masters. All right, family. Uh, man, you, you you really want to check that that video out? <clears throat> Excuse me. You want to go check that video out on YouTube? And that's part one. You can see part two, and there's many more things you really want to check out and get into the history of it. So, everybody want to holler? We was already here. There's some questions to be asked. Yeah, there's some questions that need to be. They got to be addressed, and has to be asked. Uh, so, like I said, hell, I'm trying to get a little distraction here. <laughs> but it has to be asked about, okay, if, if if we were all black, if those in the era, so damn, you mean black folk was enslaving blacks over here again? Again? I'm just asking. Let me see here and bring and see justice in the house. Shit. Uh, come on, man. Come on, come on, come on. There we go. I guess I got it. Yeah, peace, drug, uh, uh, brother Justin. Peace, peace. Peace, I'm here. Peace and blessings to the two brothers, uh, Son Ray Nine and Chief Rabbi David Israel. What's up? Shalom, shalom, shalom alaikum, brother. Shalom alaikum. What's up, brother? Peace and love. You was dropping earlier. Shalom, brother. What's up? You was dropping it earlier. And uh, Brother Son Ray, he's dropping it. And I think both of y'all should get some wine, but that's up to you. Seriously, because really tearing it up. Yeah, I'm probably, you know, working on this fragment. Yeah, you can't get it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, get, I, I'm getting, I'm just, I got I got two things going. Just working it out. Hey, technology, man. You got to love it. <laughs> you got to exactly. keep more than one. I see that here. Uh, okay, right. here we go. You got to keep more than one. I think I'm doing it here. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I would. Be careful. Yeah. Well, 
to go back before I come forward because when you Jeremiah Wright and the mm-hmm. black theology and I'm, I'm in very much support of black theology and you know that's what we need you know a black theology understanding and so mm-hmm. But it's like what I said about people who sound like Mr. Farrakhan a lot. Even Jeremiah Wright, a Christian minister, he hangs around Mr. Farrakhan quite a bit. So no, nah, he, he was a member of the nation of Islam at one time, bro. Uh-oh. Oh, damn. Whoa. Hell, they can't. got their legs on Yeah. Fight your legs off. Just. Just. Yeah. Just. I I hate to uh, step into you, but uh, Jeremiah Wright was a Nation of Islam member at one time. So, yeah. Yeah, Well, I didn't know that, but, you know, that's, I'm not going to say it's not true. I know that he lives Uh. in Chicago. I know that Minister Farrakhan lives in Chicago and that they have been friends for a very long time, probably close to 30 years. And mm. that Jeremiah Wright had always sat with Mr. Farrakhan and uh, endured and enjoyed his teachings. And he sounds a lot like him coming from the perspective of a black theology or theologian in the Christian church. So he's able to go back to the Christian church and pretty much reiterate the way Minister Farrakhan talks about religion and the oneness of our people and that what divides us and that what tries to unite us, you know, with love. So I I have respect for Jeremiah Wright, although I don't think that he should have uh, been out uh, doing things when Barack Obama was running, but I don't want to touch on that too much because he got he got what he you know what had to happen. Or they say Barack Obama threw him under the bus, but he didn't do that mm-hmm. at first. He gave him a chance, and then he went on and kept saying stuff. And then he finally Barack Barack finally said, "Okay, that's it. I gotta let him go." And then because if he continued to hold on to him, it could have cost him becoming the president. So he did a wise thing by just saying, look, I'm going to go ahead and let him go now because I just said I ain't going to let him go at first. And then he went on and said, okay, he said some more stuff. And uh, it's just too much. So Who said, who said Jeremiah Wright said some stuff? Well, like yeah, that, like he, that goddamn America? Well, that's what it stemmed from. And then uh, Barack Obama defended that and that he was his pastor and that he baptized his children and he married, uh, I think he married, Michelle and himself and so that that he wasn't going to just get rid of him or throw him under the bus or whatever however you say and he didn't at first but then Jeremiah Wright continued to say damn this thing doing it on his own yeah I guess so it's doing it on his own I ain't had nothing to do with this (laughs) 
right. My bad. You y'all. know what it is? It's, it's the Leo do. month. It's the Leo month. Uh, I was born okay. in the, uh, in August, so my birthday's coming up. And uh, I got it's you. The zodiac time right now is the line anyway. And I'm. Uh, I got you. I get um, you. But go ahead. You, you said he uh he he, he uh married a, a Michelle and a Barack. Mm-hmm. Okay, he, so he finally let him go because you know it would have cost him the presidency and it's history now. I don't mm-hmm. really want to touch too much on that. I really want to get on what you was talking about tonight, brother Sunray. Yeah, you uh, was really dropping it on a lot of stuff, especially about people who are out in a natural black mind and they want to be anything but black. So, mm-hmm. based on that. You were saying a lot of great stuff and pointing how the Indians that we know to be from here, that they look more like Mexican people versus how we look as African people who come from the motherland. They look more like people who, you know, uh, have those kind of distinct characteristics from Asia or the Asiatic types. And that's what that tape that we played the other night that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, that they were brothers of each other or distant relatives, the people from here that were natives to this country and the people from East India that that lived there and come from there, that they're family. And I was listening to a speech from a man named... Uh, uh, Muhammad His name was uh, so He's a Nation of Islam Minister From Washington D.C. So his name is Aleem Muhammad And he said That the Honorable Elijah Muhammad Taught that the Native American, these people that we know As Indian They were exiled from Africa Or Asia 16,000 Years ago and they were made to leave because they were sun worshipers distinctly and not worshipers of the creator. They gave all the praise to the sun. So they weren't welcome, and they were made to kind of leave and go somewhere else. So that was that's mm. the teachings that came from Aleem Muhammad. So are they from um, Kemet? They are from the Asian point. Now, Kemet is in, in Africa. So if you separate I'm the just continents. Th- for I'm just throwing it in there because you said the sun on this while I'm saying. I'm just messing okay. But, uh, well, <laughs> you know, a lot, of, a lot of people throughout history gave a lot of uh, praise to the sun and that. But then there were people who had the insight that there must have been a creator of the sun as well. So instead of giving all the praise to the sunlight, then there could be more than likely one who created the universe and everything in it, including the sun. So that would be the architect of the universe, you know. And that's the teaching that Elijah said, uh, it was six trillion years before we had uh, the sun or in the universe. So at any rate, I don't want to go back all on all of that, but 
what you're saying right now is just on point about these black people who want to claim to be everything except black. They want to be more, like you said, and they want to say they're Indian. And uh, what I was going to say? Oh, about these uh, black slaves who had red slave masks. And these people who say they were Indians Or that they claim to be Indians mm-hmm. now A few years back Maybe 10 or 15 years ago There was a sister who Was a member of the nation of Islam Who was claiming to be A certain type of an Indian And she went to uh, Their Place to claim her Her native uh, Her native Tribal you know, belongings to this particular tribe. Now, she looked more African American than she looked like Native people, like Mexicans or whatever. She didn't look like that in the, in the characteristics. She looked more black, or she might have had nice uh, skin, uh, nice color skin, or pretty hair, whatever it was, but she still didn't have those characteristics. To make a long story short, she asked for her to be instated in this tribe and that and those uh, tribal leaders came together and they declined her to be um, part of this uh, uh, this group of uh, native people or Indians so mm. to say for me to say that is that you know people who want to say they're Indians or whatever it is I've done some research and the research comes back that there was less than Three percent of black people who have any Native American blood in them today that live in America. Now, even on that, mm. um, people who who say that they're Indian, brother, son, you was dropping it so good, man. Earlier, I'm just saying, man, you was dropping it. I just can't even remember everything you said. I can't wait to go back and listen. But you was really laying it out about all of this stuff and how people. Um, they want to say that they from here, uh, but they mm-hmm. was here already. And 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 if you was here already, where is the people who had on the fezes and, and what was their religion? And they yeah. weren't no Muslims. They and know. all this you were yeah. saying, man, that yeah, was that was dynamite, brother. Yeah, what was the yeah, practice they were going on here? How, how why do you don't see none of them trying to the customary dress? Because you see people, like I said, you see people emulating, like I said, Shaka Agmos. Now they claim Kemet, but they and, and they they gonna try to dress the part. They gonna try to dress the culture. People that say they from Africa, they got they gonna have the, the dashikis or something. And when you look at the native, go back and look at the Native American customary dress. Go to one of these museums or. Like I said, they have a, a, a Native American village here that uh, University of Memphis found that they were doing archaeological finds. They didn't even know it was there at first. They were doing archaeological finds because the, those people they call the Choctaw. I'm, I'm going to try to go there this weekend. I was intending to do it, just like I said, this past. But anyway, the Choctaw Indians, they left it. They just left that uh, reservation. I ain't not reservation. This before, It wasn't a reservation. They, just, they said they just left it. They called all of them the Mississippians. They wonder why a lot of them just up and left, and but they have no idea. But they um when uh they was doing some work out there in the park, it's called T T K Fuller Park. Is it T O? It's T O Fuller Park. 
Y'all can Google that. Google T.O. Fuller Park and find out there's some history dealing with that park. It's called Fuller Park. It's named after a black person, black guy. And they was going to build. I got to really go into the history of that because I didn't ever know. I knew it was about a black guy, but I didn't know the whole history of it until I was watching this about the Native, uh, about the Choctaw Indians here in Memphis. But they were talking about, and it was on University of Memphis website, they wanted to build a park just for black people, just for black people. And so they ended up with building that park, and they found out as they were doing a lot of digging, they actually found that uh, place because they seen the mounds and stuff and found out there was actually Native American land. They found the bones and different stuff of that nature. But that's actually, um, and then we got a couple more here, but they don't, they hadn't, you know, went in and made that out of a museum. But I'm going to get out there and uh, just follow up with this weekend and get some pictures and things of this nature. I'm going to try to go to the museum and get some pictures. And I remember talking to a lady there about a couple of years ago when I finally took my wife. And I talked to a lady who was there as a Choctaw. But you see the clothes, customary clothes they wore. Just like they show in the cowboy, I mean, like so-called cowboy movies where they show what the Indian so-called Indian would wear. Man, they wore that shit for real. That wasn't Hollywood. So like I'm saying... Where are y'all brothers and sisters who claiming this? Y'all got to come on with more than saying this. You can, let's let's see your customary dress. And they have powwows. Where y'all had the powwows at? Whatever they call it. Where know them ceremony go out there and practice their cultural dance and all this. Where do y'all do this at? We ain't doing it. It's more to just saying you, I'm this, I'm that. You got to, come on. It's just like people like, go, I got to use Kimmy again as another example. People trying to learn the Medonetta now. They want to say we're dealing with Kemet. They're trying to learn the language of the Medonetta. What language were they speaking? Because it damn sure wasn't English that these tribes were speaking. It wasn't English. So come on, fam. Y'all got to give us more than that. They're going to give us more than that. If y'all want to say we all in that's the, the trade, transatlantic slave trade didn't exist as bull, and y'all said we was already here, we didn't come from no damn Africa. Okay, y'all got to give us a little bit more then. Than what y'all telling us? Come on with it. That's all I'm saying. Come on with it. They can't do that, that, man. Leave it alone. Go ahead, bro. There's some people, like you said, saying that um, they were here and they were Moors. There's no history in North America that you could find any history where black people were here that you can go to and see the artifact or the, you know, that they were here. Now, in South America, those things do exist. And on a lot of islands, you can find that. Even on that island down outside of South America, where they have those stones or those big heads in the sand. Mm. You know how they mm-hmm. have all those heads on it? What they call that, that place? Something island. Uh, I think I know. I don't know. I might be saying it wrong. Uh, I don't know why I can't get my brain together tonight, but but not not the Easter Island, ain't it? That's it. That's it. Now on Easter Island, people were living there for thousands of years before the Europeans even got there. But then when that mm-hmm. slave trade thing kicked up, they ended up landing on the island there and disrupting the whole system, and then everybody perished. Then they left. They had left their print there. And those heads had bodies attached to them that are buried underneath there, uh, under the ground. So they went on and found out that, well, these ain't just heads on these up here. There's a whole body still, too, that's buried. 
So it was a big, big mm-hmm. statue with black people. Once they dug it and see, see, you know, the physicality of it, and you see it was African people who had traveled there uh, way before it was even thought of a slave trade or anything. They was just travelers, explorers themselves. And they landed there and they set it up and just lived there and continued to live there for thousands of years. Then the white man got mm-hmm. there and messed it all up. You know, with his Spanish behind bringing all these black people down here, then you see everybody else on the island. He gonna treat them the same way he brought these other people down here, treating them the same way. And the next thing you know, it's all messed up. He's, you know, everywhere they go, hell follows. Uh-huh. Oh, and just 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 think about something else. When I and that's why I like looking at these documentaries, and it made me think I, I hadn't been looking at them like I used to, but. There are some islands. I'm glad you mentioned some of these islands. You look at some of these islands. Um, I can't think of one offhand now. Damn, they be showing like some part. I think it's like Amazon or some places like the. But you look at the people that's on some of them islands, and they look just like the people that they found here. They might be just a little light skinned, but those same. Type of features and all that. Yep. Uh, yep. Like the Omex head. The, I mean, the Omex head. Not the Omex. But I'm gonna go back to the Incas, the the Mayans, and the people that was here that they call an Indian. Man, I wish I could think of now. It went to Fiji Island. No places like that. Uh, it'd be like some of them. Um, damn. Definitely in Mexico. No, I'm, I'm, Mexican. What? No, it'd be some more islands. They'd be man, oh, I'm down. Okay. To get this computer. Yeah, I can't think okay. of none right offhand because I'd be looking at some documentary and I don't be knowing the people they'd be talking about. And, and really, that you saying it, it making me think about those people that I be seeing. I'm like, damn, they look just like the so-called so-called uh, right. Indians that were here. Yeah, Indonesia and, and places. Probably it may be something like that. Yeah, it, but they they, uh, they only they basically don't have on no clothes either. They basically they walk yeah. around. They don't have no clothes on. They might have like that. I've seen some dudes. They had like the little plate in their mouth too, or they and I seen some. Oh, I tell you, they had like a bamboo stick, and okay. somehow they put the bamboo stick through their damn lips. It's coming out oh, of their lips. It could be from Burma. Mm. I'm looking at something now in my National Geographic. Burma. Burma. And they got all this stuff. It's an island. It's dope. They got, like, they they look Asian, you know, like they, I'd say they got that same kind of look as these people we talking about. Like, and like they civilization, they got, America. like, pyramid, they got pyramid type stuff. They got uh, big mm. statues of human beings that once lived and that they are paying homage to. They got one kneeling, and she's, like, holding, like, a book of her hands. No, her hands are together praying. And then it's, like, a, a gold statue of, like, a chicken or something here. Mm. And uh the lady here. Yeah, Burma. Check out Burma. Bro, go look at, okay, I just, my other computer coming up. I had to do something. I had to put it on. Bro, go look up. Family, if y'all on here, too, to anybody listening. Type in the people of the rainforest. Go to Google. People, okay. Uh, people of the rainforest, and then go to images, mm. and look at those people, and then type in Native Americans or whatever, and look at those people, and then you, you see what I'm talking about. And oh, here we go. Now today we be getting on women talk. I thought about something else the other day, bro. 
Now we get on these women, well, black women, about wearing perm in your hair and straight hair. See, we come out, we didn't. Well, just I guess these are people from brother. We said from Africa, but people are like we ain't had no straight hair. That's the white woman's hair. Oh, wait a minute, wait, 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 hold up, wait. Now that's right. If we were the Native Americans that were here, every picture I've ever seen with these natives, they had long, stringy, that long, stringy hair. My grandmother, and I can attest because I'm, I'm looking at my grandmother in my head, my grandmother's in my head, they had that long, stringy hair. And it always, it used to look that, that pepper when they got older. I yep. call it pepper, like that gray, right. black is looking like. Right in the front on the it, side, right in the front. And people be always talking about, you, get, you got that good hair. And when you look at these people, man, this is the same type of people that you see. My hair like that, that too, Sunway. My hair like that. My, my grandparents' uh, hair was straight like that. My mom hair was straight too. My, my hair like that too. Uh, like you got slaves by the Indians. Oh, you got good. Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah. Did you see that? You see that? You look up uh, people of the rainforest. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. You see, you see I'm gonna it have too to check it. I can't check it right now. I can't check it oh, right okay. now. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to check it after the show, but I wrote it down. And so I'm going to definitely see it. When you look you up. Tell, let's talk, we can talk about it. Yeah, I said, when you look at them, people of the rainforest, and, and, and you kind of look at these people, and then you look at, like I said, go to Native Americans. Now, even though they look different, but you will see what I'm talking about. How, look at how these people, how they look. Now, and, they, and, and a lot of them kind of got, they showing some people. Some of them, they look lighter skin than, than us, but they ain't got damn it white skin. But then you'll see some, maybe we can put in, the, um, as Noah's Webster said, the copper-colored people. That's right. God damn, that's a big old anaconda snake. We heard him pay about that much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, 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 you will see that, man. Same type, look like the same type of people. So yep. I'm not saying that we wasn't here because I'd like, and you mentioned something about South America. I was looking at another documentary. They were saying the first people of America, of the of America, and then they were looking for something. They had found this skull, and they thought it was probably been, uh, like I said, uh, what you call a, a mangaloid. And so they was doing the research. They had put it through the CAT scan. They was going to restruct. They put it through the CAT scan and all of this, and they was going to, you know, put the, you know, they can take the bone and not put, you know, uh, like the, the clay and make it like the whole features to it. And when they end up doing that. They came to find out it wasn't a mangaloid. Well, people like we say look like the Native American Indian. It wasn't them. It like you said, it was somebody like they look like an African. They were like, "Wow, wait a minute." So they yep. were like, "Damn!" So the Africans were over here way before the mangaloids got here. It was down in South, some part of South America. Mm-hmm. They was like, "Damn!" So they were actually so they had to somehow they might have to re. Do the history books and push well, it back. They don't really. They just gotta embrace the truth. They can keep the history in place, <laughs> but know that we there was something going on way before your history began. So you keep your history. Native American. But people can prove by seeing that 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 African was already doing his thing at least fifty thousand years ago or forty. 
or even longer before. Mm. 100,000. Like, <laughs> go way back. Yeah, yeah. But in and, my family, they said we had Blackfoot Indian in us too, Brother Sunray. Blackfoot, yeah. That's yeah, where my father I know where the Blackfoot came from. My father claimed that, and I I just can't see, but he said my I, grandmother. Uh, ain't you Barriqua too? That's Taino Indian, ain't you Barriqua? That might be uh, Taino. I don't, I don't know. I hear I, a lot of Taino Indian. Yeah. But see, they get these names from these Europeans. So before they had the name, they had another name, which would be their native name that they called themselves, not what somebody else came and called them. Just like the yeah, one they yeah. call Indians here today. They're not Indian. No. Nah. They're Asian. No. Nah. But Christopher yeah, Columbus, Christopher Columbus got off course and landed in South America and saw people on the land and called them Indians because he thought he had traveled to India. But he went the wrong way. He ended up in South America. And then he said, well, those are Indians. And so ever since then, mm. they've had this name. And so all from South America to North America, these people have been given this false name by this man who doesn't deserve to be calling people names. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? He done called them Indians from so since then we call these people Indians. When they Asian people all over the planet, these people on these different little islands that if they're not inhabited by Africans, uh, then they're inhabited by Asians. So that's where that's where usually you could draw the line. Yeah, and you know, that's even why they on that uh, Mangloids too. See what you're saying. It, it, that's another another name by by the European calling people Mangaloids. Yeah. These different names, <laughs> but, like, but you know, I'm just yeah. saying we call. Yeah, them but that's what they title man. Cause it, but it fit what you saying though. It fit in the same category, but that's what they do, Mangaloids. That's what they call all Asiatic. It's, it sounds offensive to me in a little, in some kind of way. Just kind of sounds. Offensive. Yeah, but they, that's they, what they, they call probably them, intentionally man. said it that way too. You know, to make it sound uh, derogatory or negative, they call these. And I told you they named t- name those sound pretty cool. Look at that name, mm-hmm. the Caucasus. They gave us Negro. They call it, but they, they call us Negro. See, well, Caucasoid. But to them, that sounds cool because it's like a snake. Yeah, and you know, with Caucasus, you come from the let you know you come from the Caucasus Mountains, though. Caucasus <laughs> Mountains, that that. So, so that's they, what it is. So they. So they tell off on these fields, so they ain't really hiding nothing with that. Those from the Caucasus Mountains, the descendants of the Caucasus Mountains. So I want to commend yeah, you yeah. about that show that you played the other night that you uh, you chased it with. That show where we came on and you chased it with something else. It was great. I'm gonna listen to that Paragon. again too. Yeah, that was a dynamite. Uh, what you put on? Out of discipline, yeah. And see, sometimes that I just was... put up a podcast. That, if we don't come on, we used to do that a lot when me and Brother Eric were doing it. Sometimes, we, you know, even if we didn't come on, we would throw up a podcast. And so we used to do that a lot. But I kind of been not doing it like I used to. I think sometimes yeah. I'm doing other stuff. But, yeah, I thought about that when you, we was talking. I was like, uh, let me get a Farrakhan up in here. Because I was looking through my archives and stuff. I said, Dan, I was thinking about some uh, discipline. I think this might be on time. That was great. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, sir. But yeah, too. And the reason, and I got to go back and say this. The reason I'm saying we're saying this is because every we we as a people have a a rich history by itself. We don't have to go out and take nobody else's history or culture. We don't have to do that. So for me is and it's just me. It's just my thing. You know, if if these people were here or whatever, man, we ain't got to take their culture, man, their history, their heritage, because we we we've done a lot as a people. So I mean, to me, it, it, it's it's stupid, and I don't know what the hell we trying to what people we're expecting to get out of. I don't know, and I think it's it, it, it's a little bit is about you ashamed to say that your ancestor line this, did descend from Africa, maybe because. You look at because of the, the slavery, what happened during slavery. Well, you can't get away from it because here you say you was enslaved over here. Um, then, or you 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 look at some conditions of what's going on in Africa, and I, I don't know, but I think somebody is ashamed. They shame about what happened, and I said some of the more goddamn it for some of them, it'd probably be that. Uh, how they would you really go through the history, the historical morals, not you American morals, because y'all are totally different. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to acknowledge that or not? About when you said they was hooking up with King Leopold and all this, uh, hurting the other people in the Congo, and uh, you know a lot of stuff. They was involved in, in in the slave trade and all of this. So maybe that's why y'all don't want to get involved in that. Now, these people I'm looking at, they do have colored copper skin. I mean, what you call it? Copper tone skin, as they would say. So, yeah, man, I mean, this is, those people want us. Now, like I said, during, during the transatlantic slave trade and the slavery, yeah, we did. There was a lot of mixing going on. I, now I acknowledge that. Like I said, what happened with the Seminole Indians, the Seminole people down there? A lot of that did go on mixing. So a lot of us, we do, we say we got Indian in our, so-called Indian in our blood, and we say, yeah, yeah, we do, because a lot of mixing, because, you know, when my ancestors was running away and, you know, trying to get the hell away and get some freedom, now they did allow, some groups allowed our family to come in and, um, you know, and, and, and stay amongst them. And like I said, the Cherokee, you know, hell, you see what they did. L.A. and actually enslaved our family. So, you know, it was a lot, though. So, we, yeah, we do have a lot of we, some, some some of that in us now from mixing and stuff. But, yeah, but I just saying a claim of something, man, that ain't even ours, I just can't get down with that. I just can't do that, man. That's, that's, that's my point. Well, let's look at the psychology that. of it. Let's look at the psychology of Brother Summer. Yes, sir. women. Out here every day, and you could do your own poll, and eight out of ten come up with fake straight hair, and mm. the, and then some of them will go to go as far as to tell you that they're not black, that they are Indian, or that they Puerto Rican, but they living in a mm. fantasy world because it's not possible. You know, they it's a lot of women who will not come up from up under that wig or from having those extensions glued to her hair. You know, so some women have never worn their hair out naturally at all because they've been geared and 
and thinking that they have to look other than themselves. So they don't love who they are naturally. They have low self-esteem about who they are and their own hair. And that we, as a black man, somehow want them to have fake hair on their heads. That we encourage them to put on fake hair on their heads. Yeah, baby, put on some fake hair. We wouldn't care if I asked you, Brother Sunray, or if I asked Chief Rabbi uh, about your girlfriends, and I say, do you would, do you care what your girlfriend has on her hair, or do you really care, or do you, or, or do you not? Now I'm going to answer it, and I'll maybe ask you guys to answer the same question. Now for me, yes, sir. I love the black woman, no matter how she wear her hair. Now if she have her hair in this short and it's just a little bit of hair on her head she got pretty eyes she got a nice smile she got a nice body and I'm attracted to her and she's intelligent and we can have a conversation then she's she's beautiful to me or if she has an afro and she's just letting her hair grow natural out and and I'm looking at her and we talk we make a connection I'm extremely pleased, you know, with how beautiful she looks to me. You know, she's got a beautiful body. She's got beautiful lips, her hair, her eyes, her smile, the way she talks. And so if she had a bald head and she just was beautiful, eyes are so pretty, and she talks and she's so sweet, and she has a nice heart, she cares, looks like she care about me, and she would love me, and I can love this girl, and she just beautiful wear a bald head. I don't know why she wanted a boy, but I still think she's beautiful. Now um that's just my scenario. Now I could I could draw a couple more where okay she uh she just she put some she grew her hair and she just put braids in her hair and she just wanna wear braids and she maybe do a different kind of ways and she just wear braids. And I'm like, wow, she's still gorgeous to me. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, all those different styles you just did, I still like the way you look like this, too. Now, if she asks me, how how you like my hair? And I'm saying, I like your hair. However you wear your hair. Now, I want to ask you all kind of the same question about the black woman. Do you Do you think when they say that we want them to have this kind of hair and they say, y'all, this is what y'all want because if y'all want white women or y'all always looking at white women, <laughs> so that's why we put this in our hair because it seems like y'all always looking at white women with blonde hair, so we put blonde hair in our hair. Now, you can mm. take it from there, Brother Sunray. Well, I just flat with said, bro, no, I don't care what she got, what kind of damn hairstyle she got, really, honestly. Now, I I primarily care about what she got in her damn head. That's it. I I don't care about what on what 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 she got on her hair. I mean her head for decoration to help her head, keep her a decorated the beauty of it. I care more about what she got in her head because I say that because I used to find to try to find women that uh in the knowledge and. All of that type of stuff, and you know, fit them characteristic. Uh, woman, woman with some afro, a woman like this here and that. Then 
you, you might get them. Hell, they'd be worse than any other thing, you know. You know, with any other person, then I find a woman, a woman, you know, really who uh, don't fit them carriers. They ain't got the natural. She might got, you know, lick weed in her head, but she she wants something out of life. She really wants something out of life. They just just they're just a cosmetic look that she got the, the the weave in her head, but she wants something out of life. She ain't out here clubbing. She ain't partying. She ain't doing all this other bull crap, you know. And she might not even be into the knowledge. But she got a lifestyle straight, how she act and what she what she doing. So me, I, I don't I don't even give a damn no more about that. You know, focus on that about whether she got you know straight half, a damn afro, nappy head. I ain't no, nah, I don't do that. I just want one. Well, I got one now, so hell. I, and and I don't care if she she do what it wants with a goddamn head. I'm just straight out. My wife sometimes, you know, she'll go. She might put a little a little in her head sometimes, and sometimes she 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 go and wear her natural hair. So, but do I say anything about it? like nah? Because as long as we getting straight, we we doing what we have to do to as a woman. She ain't out here clubbing like that. She ain't, she don't drink. She don't smoke. She don't do none of that. And I met some women that who was in the knowledge was freaky as hell. They wanted to screw. Screw always sneaking out, screwing over here and doing all that. But they got the knowledge now. Well, they want some natural hair. They had natural and all that shit. But, nah, damn that, bro. They ain't, that shit don't make nothing. They're just a cosmetic thing to me now. I mean, they're just my opinion. So I'm with you on that. I don't give a damn, bro. With, <laughs> so, yeah, that's just my opinion. All right, right on, damn. right on. Yeah, because a lot of women out here, like you said, and you had said it the right way one time. I couldn't get my words together, but uh, a nation can't rise any higher than its woman. Ain't that how it goes? Yeah, that's it. And so when they yeah. have proper self-esteem where they can realize that um, even if they want to put on uh, some other kind of hair or whatever, we not mad at you, but I think maybe the majority of women who realize that you're spending so much money doing this and it's an industry out there that's not going to black people or black businesses. It's going to Asians and Europeans and other people that you keep feeding this industry. When you look naturally beautiful, however God made you. So you don't have to get all these products, buy all these extensions. God made you beautiful just how you look. And if you, I bet you that whoever, whatever woman out there who have all these extensions, like I said, eight out of ten, that if if those eight would take those extensions out their hair or whatever they're doing with the wigs and the, and the, and the fake uh, long hair like Wendy Williams, take that off and then walk down the street or go somewhere, I bet you still brothers is going to try to holler at you. They still gonna try to get your number. No matter, they not looking at mm-hmm. your hair. We don't really care about your hair. Now, if you come out there your mm-hmm. house and you 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 look like you don't care nothing about your hair, we probably won't talk to you because you like you don't you know you're not doing nothing at all. You just got a mat of hair on top of your head. We ain't nobody trying to holler at you. You ain't never doing nothing <laughs> to your hair. But if you just come down the street or wherever you go, brothers want to talk to you because we attracted to women. We ain't attracted to your hair. We attracted to you. So, you see what I'm saying? 
So they always want to put it off on the black man and say, oh, we the ones that encourage them to put these fake hair on and stuff. And I know that's the furthest thing from the truth. <laughs> we don't want that. We'd rather have a sister with her natural hair or, you know, wear her hair without putting on this, trying to look like somebody else, like buying and wearing a culture, you know, yeah. and uh, trying to look like but other than who you are. And I got a question sometimes, too, though, Brother Jeff, what you said. So since we talk about even Native Native American, I know that's not the proper term, somebody, y'all, but I'm just – so we said Native American, then you go and look and see what those people look like. Like I said, my grandmother had that long, straight, stringy hair. That's where she was born with, the way it was born. So now women – so like I said, what would be they talking about your – Natural hair. Some people got that long, stringy. Especially if they saying they got Native American blood. So that's why I said so many people now. You can't say we were born over here. So it, the people that we see, what they look like, that over here had that long, stringy, long hair. So you can't. I don't want no woman that old long. I want me a goddamn nappy head woman. Well, that see, that's the, the whole thing. Okay, well, she's not gonna be from here. Then she's not gonna. She's not the one you saying that was already over here. Cause they hair one long, it wasn't nappy, it wasn't it wasn't what the what you call it, uh, uh it wasn't BB shots and cocoa dots. That's that's what they say. One natural. So what you mean natural? It's it's like See? if you born with that texture of hair, and that's how you wearing it naturally. You didn't go and get a perm, or even if you did, you that's still your hair. So whatever you do to your hair. That's attached to your scalp, then that's your deal. You you had a prerogative to do that, and some people don't have to really get a perm because they're born with a certain texture of hair where they can just wear it naturally. So if a woman hair goes down her back and she didn't go to this beautician to get a perm to make it do it, she's doing it on his own. Then someone, some man, is attracted to her just how she looked naturally. She didn't have to go get her natural straight hair and go get it all curled to look like black people or look like uh, other African-Americans or African people where she has native in her blood and black in her blood and her hair came out that way and she's going to be accepted however she looks. And back Mm -hmm. in the the 60s and when everybody was wearing afros, black men loved women with afros. They was attracted to them just as well as uh, any other period of time when Black women wear their hair any kind of way they wanted to, and the black man's still going to be attracted to her. So uh, mm-hmm. these women out here, and they uh, want to look like somebody else. They put that okay. hair on, then they start acting I like somebody. I can see the PG wheel. This is beginning black Oh, my bad. This is the thing. I'm talking in Native American talk. <laughs> Native American online class. Oh, y'all can go there. Go Native American online. Yeah, go ahead, brother. There's some good stuff right here, too, I got. Uh-oh. Okay, go ahead with that. Let me just no, 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 no. I'm, just thought I'm out just before I get, uh, Yeah, I'm going to come um, back to this. You talking about the hair? What I was saying is, yeah, when the black, I noticed when black women a lot of times start wearing this fake hair on their head with blonde in it and purple in it and orange and green yeah. and all this stuff. So now they start to act strange and weird and they don't act sociable and they don't act uh, 
you know, courteous or like a common person. And then the ones that with the blind, they start acting like they white and they start flinging their hair around like they white now instead of, and they start putting yeah. their hand in their hair like they a white girl now when they would never do yeah. that if they didn't have that. So now she's trying to, she acting like she a white girl. And she black because she's putting her hair, hand all in her hair, <laughs> twirling it around like she white. She really want to feel how it be to whip, be white. Mm. Yeah, like, now that color stuff now. Problem, man. Yeah, I, ain't, I, I mean, I ain't making a big deal about the stenches no more. I used to, but not no more. But, hold up. But the color, you know, you just hit on another point. Now you just brought up another I, I can't stand, I promise. I cannot stand all this blonde, burgundy, oh, green. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't stand that. Now I mean, you can put a little bit in there, you know, make it look like your natural hair. Uh, okay, I ain't got too much stuff to see, but all that other color, oh, bro, I can't. I cannot look like a punk rocker. I can't stand yeah. that. Hell no, nah, nah, that's a no no. But like I said, my thing, it's just like you gotta. If you meet a, a, a woman somewhere and, 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 you know, you meet her and you see she got that in her head, and you're like, you know what, she seems to be a pretty nice lady. Let me holler at her. And you say, but she, damn, she got this weed in her head. You might not want to even go holler at her just because she got weed in her head. And you might miss out on a good good goddamn thing because you looking at, I ain't fucking with no goddamn woman, no weed in her head. And you might you might miss out. Not me. Yep. I'm going to use yep. my own self. I love to give out personal stuff about me. I love to give out stuff because I like to make shit personal. I like to, excuse me, stop, don't say that something right. I like to make things personal, and it's the best thing sometimes. Use yourself as a sample. When I met my <clears throat> my mate, she, I ain't going to lie, she, I was always into the knowledge anyway a little bit. Well, not a little bit. I was always into the knowledge, but I met her. Right. I didn't know at the time she just. She used to smoke cigarettes. Hell, she used to drink, used to drink, drink hard liquor too. And a damn cognac and all that. I didn't know when I first met her. You don't know when you first meet somebody. But when right. I met her, yeah, she used to do that. Uh, and over time, and she, yeah, like I said, she smoked cigarettes, drank liquor. And I didn't do that. Over time, she stopped. She stopped drinking the liquor. I used to get on about that. When I first found out she used to drink, and she, you know, she used to drink, and I was like, man, you need us. I, I didn't really, I said, I said, I don't, don't really get out like that. I said, man, you really don't need to be drinking all that looking like that. I said, that ain't good, and so on. So I didn't push on it. Man, stop drinking all that goddamn alcohol. Man, if I know you and I wouldn't even get with you, no. I ain't do nothing like that. It's it just that I know how, like I said, you, and I kind of remember, Doc, like, even Dr. Yoga said it. You have to meet a person where they at. Right then in their life, don't come beating because you'll beat a person up on certain thing, and they never, they never will change. Some people never will change anyway, but you can't just go beating people upside the head and whatever they're doing, man. Sometimes they got to grow. They say grow. Like she stopped drinking, she finally stopped drinking, and um, you know she, she had finally stopped drinking, especially the damn hard ass cognac and all that. She stopped doing that. Cause you tell about her action, man. I said, man, you don't be doing that. So man, that ain't. You 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 get out of character when you get to doing that and this and that. So finally, she she ain't up stop that. And uh, man, I really used to, to get her to smoke to stop smoking them damn cigarettes. She like man, I've been smoking for X Y Z. Then one day, well, she had developed. She started getting this cough. Hell, some nature made her ass stop. She started getting this cough. 
she couldn't get rid of the damn car when they when she do the dot. They told her that's some smoking all them cigarettes. She said she had been smoking thirty years. She stopped. You know, she still. You know what? Well, we and me, I still see a lot of us. We still have our own little, little pet peeve that somebody don't like about us in a relationship, but that don't make it. Well, they want to leave you alone. They might all you are. They probably found out once y'all get to knowing each other. And they might have seen that little pig ball. You snore. Ah, fuck it. I, you know, I don't care. I, I, I like this person. I think I, you know, I still can kick it with him for the rest of my life. You know, he be that he snore like a mother sucker. You know, and this and that. They still get so that's the even with sometime even with the damn hair. I've got to the point. I used to want to find this perfect ass woman. You know, because I'm in the knowledge. I want this woman like this. I want this woman like that. According to the knowledge status. I, I've been waiting on, I'll be single like a motherfucker right now. Waiting on her. Be single like a mother. Waiting on her. But I've been with my wife now about 15, damn near, 10, 15 years. Well, I said 10, 15. Yeah, something right. Get it right. Been with her about, it's been over about 12 years, something like that. So, and I'm cool, man. You know, we have our ups and downs. That's what anybody here. We hear me. We individuals. Individuals have problems because we each all of us individuals. We all like our own individual things sometimes. Our own individual way of doing the so we bump heads. But me, man, I don't I don't put too much stock in that stuff no more, man. About the damn her and all that. Look, man, I'd be miserable. You be miserable around around here trying to find that perfect little thing. And sometimes we ain't even fucking perfect. Our own self. You can't find perfection in something else when you ain't you ain't you ain't perfected. So you looking for something you ain't. So I don't I don't I don't even put stock in all. Like I said, to put stock in all that goddamn whether she got weed in her goddamn head, whether she bald head, you know, man, I don't got I like I said, all I want well I got all I would rather have is a woman that got something in her head, not what she got on the outer part of her head, the cosmetic look. I want something in her head. Like I said, I be saying, like, I used to say this all of that. I don't want a woman with a fine behind. I want a woman with a fine mind. Y'all write that down. That ain't copyrighted. That ain't copyrighted. <laughs> I want a woman with a fine mind, not a fine behind. Now, if she got that too, I take that too. I take that too. Right, right. I'm just saying. <laughs> it, see, we, 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 see, don't saying? We can't worry about all this. Ooh, we dog, she fine. Yeah, but can y'all have a goddamn conversation when y'all get through? Doing Are we saying y'all the same thing? Yeah. Huh? We, think, we saying the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big problem. I think so. Yeah, like I said, when you get up doing R. Kelly having a little bump and grind, now y'all gonna be able to have a conversation, sit down and conversate and talk. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's, so that, that's me, man. I, but I the thing about it is, shit. some women, they don't realize it, but they glue in their hair and they dye in their hair and they put in this dye mm-hmm. and, they, and it goes down into their scalp and, and it's glue and all this mixed with this sweat mm-hmm. and it's going into their body and it could cause brain cancer. It could cause uh, uh, all kinds of other issues with dealing with your brain and your skin and your mind. So That's true. Just, they mean, got to, you know, I, they go got ahead, to sir. grow into that, brother, for understanding some time of that. Yeah, yeah. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just like we grew into the understanding that we 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 do about this. Sometimes they got to grow into the understanding about that. Right now, that's, that's all true. they know. Like I said, don't good thing because she got motherfucking weed in her head. You you might be the man that probably just come along over time. Like just get it because like, I'm taking my like man, man wife. She she don't she don't be in all this knowledge, getting all that knowledge stuff like I do at overnight opening. She ain't gonna sit down, grab all, come in my library and grab no books and read nothing up in this motherfucker. But she'll do her only research a little bit. She ain't gonna talk to nobody about none of this ticket by no knowledge, none of that. But every now and then I see her like I you know she'll go exchange no. She uh, come home one day. She got a. We get ready to go out. Here she go. Put these necklaces on my neck. She got a damn unk necklace. Where you get this from? I ah, see that. You ain't think I know. She she should do something. Oh, I bought like a dashiki. She come home. She be on wedding shop. Here she go. She got one look just like mine. I'm like, where you get this? See, she like, uh huh. I just wait on you. Get ready to go out. I was like, well, and see, she'll do things. Spontaneously, like I said, and, and have it to match or whatever I do. She ain't gonna tell right. me. And so, like I said, man, it's like some things, that, especially when they looking at you. Like I said, you got to be the example. That's what a child. Anybody, see, like I said, people look at you as an example. I can't, like I said, they just see you on here talking all this black nationalism or black pride stuff, and you ain't living none of that shit you talking about. Man, people ain't gonna take you serious. They ain't gonna even try. What's using them stop drinking, stop putting the weed in the head, and your ass ain't doing nothing. So, you know, you might find that one man, she look at you like, you know what, I really dig this brother. I'm he on some real stuff. I I need to uh, stop putting this shit in my head or stop doing this. You know, you know what? You're right. Cause no, you're right, because if you got a man who's telling you might not have heard from another man saying you look beautiful just how you are. Other men in her life might say, "Oh, I ain't going nowhere with you with your hair like that. You need to put something yep. on your head, or you need to get you a weave, or go. I'm gonna take you get your hair did." You know. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. it's a different, you know. Like if a black man he see a woman, he gives her so much confidence in herself, he boosts her self esteem. Say, you know what? I am beautiful without these weaves and looking like you know uh, these women on TV. I'm gonna keep it real and look like who God, how God made me look, and I'm already beautiful. So my husband yeah. said so, and I done went out, and other people done gave me, um, you know, saying I look good and all this stuff. So they get they you know, get their self esteem lifted up like that. Mm-hmm. You you right, um, brother coming along. And then when, go ahead. And then you saw women. Women be telling you they see other women be saying, "Girl, your hair show look good. I like your hair like that." Yeah, oh, shit. And yeah. women, you know, boost them up with it like that. Every time I see you, girl, you got your hair laid. Mm-hmm. You know, just like that. And so, man, you know, they just, they just do it. That's you it. Know, hey, and then they want, to, they want, then a lot of times they want to do that to get that um, a compliment from that man. You know what I'm saying? Especially you telling yeah. me, baby, you look good. I love your hair like that. Boy, you look yeah. great, but you look nice. You ain't even really have to do your hair like that. But I, I, she, I like it though. You know what I'm saying? I, you look good. Yeah. You really look good to me. And, and it's, it's just something like that. It, it, I was working one time. Just throw out something. And uh, my wife ain't at home right now. I can say this shit. <laughs> I can put out put out the house. Mm. But anyway, now nah, I was working. I ain't flirting anyway. But I, I, I was in his apartment. 
we were working, and this lady, young lady came out. Like, she kind of, uh, I don't know. It was like, um, they didn't have a mix some kind. They wasn't Puerto Rican or nothing. They, they kind of looked like it. I forgot what she said they were. But anyway, she came out. She came in the house. She had no makeup or nothing on. She had some, and I was just kind of uh, coming on. She had some perfume. I come in on the ground. I said, man, that smells good. She said, I don't think, but she had like this scarf on her head and shit. She wasn't dressed up. I said, man, this perfume smells good. I said, I said, kind of like it kind of fits your natural tone. You know, your body's how you like it's natural tone. You like it's soap or something like that. Natural. Oh man, she got the smile and shit. Man, next week she come out there. She got makeup on her, her did and everything. I'm like, oh shit, what I own did. She made a simple because I come in just on a damn perfume. I'm like, oh hell, what I don't did that. Wow. And so he's like, man, they love that, man. I mean, just, just a, a man compliment a woman about something on a, you know, it could be anything where well, a dress looks nice. Uh, something, you know, anything about us sometimes. And they're going to go out out there, you know, they like them compliments or they like to be acknowledged when they do something. Hell, even like, say, with the women, they're like, sister, man, that's your, a sister, you know, a woman, like I say, girl, your hair show look good. I appreciate that, appreciate that. They like, they like this type of stuff, man. I might tell my woman sometimes, like, she wears some cologne perfume or something. I said, man, when you get a stinking ass perfume, it's just smell like roast braid. You know, I'll be mad at well. well, I like it. You know, whatever I like, you know, hey, this is, this is what I like. You, 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 her way complaining about my perfume, you don't like it. Yeah, I said, man, I don't like this shit, huh, man? Use some Egyptian muscle or something, man. Where is Egyptian? What, you know, she, she don't say, she's not. Somebody else letting her lay that work with Wayne. That's why I got it. Like, man, you need to take that damn roast braid back. Mm-hmm. Until it smells like roast spray. <laughs> yeah. But, but you're going to say, well, that's what I want to wear. You ain't got to smell it. And so, you yes, know, you yeah. do. But it, it'd be good. Yeah, I know. But it, it'd be all out of good time, man. It, but it, it that don't make none when it comes down to uh, making sure that everything gets the finance and everything is taken care of now. Man, that's what we got to do, man. I mean, just come together and find somebody, especially these days. Got to find somebody going to stick with you. Make right. sure everything good, cause man, I'm seeing a lot of shit, man. Brothers and sisters, husband, wife, fighting, killing each other, and all kind of other crazy stuff going on, man. And I'm like Al Green. I'm so tired of being alone, man. I shit, I tried <laughs> this single life. I I can't handle it. That shit drive me crazy. And I ain't the best one to get along with too. I got my fault on a lot of things, you know. Sometimes I wake up and I don't want to be, I don't want nobody talking to me sometimes, man. Leave me the hell alone. I just want my me time. So, yeah, right. I got my fault. I probably don't wear weed, but hell, I, you know, I got my fault too. Yeah, I, I wasn't trying to come at the sisters like that, but it's the big thing, big, though. It's like, you know, I remember back yeah. when women used to wear their hair. Uh, either they would wear their hair naturally some kind of way or they would go get their mm-hmm. hair done at the beauty shop and it looked nice. So even when they were yeah. putting in, like I, I used to be attracted to women who put had burgundy hair. And if she had burgundy hair, you know, some kind of way I was just like there a little bit more, you know. But that mm. was back in, back in the day. And it was the 80s and stuff yeah. when, when we were teens and stuff like that. Uh, so, oh, but, yeah. well, there you gonna 
see a lot of that now, man. Like I said, with his television and a uh, lot of housewives, D-type shows. Yeah, I don't I don't think that <laughs> we, you better damn near get used to it because that damn weave ain't going nowhere. But the thing about yeah. it is I can't tell nobody apart. They all look the same <laughs> to me. They all look exactly alike, and I ain't even attracted yeah. to them. I ain't attracted yeah. to none of them. The weave I ain't. is not going nowhere. Well, it ain't got to, but it's a lot of sisters who ain't wearing that. So I don't go. For, I'm more attracted to natural sisters. Yeah, you know, yeah. I ain't, I'm definitely not attracted to that kind of look. From for a woman, she got the nicest body, even nicest personality. But if that's not her hair doing that, I ain't going for it. I'm not messing with her. If she got I, I hair that does that, how can you tell? You might have to tell me that technique. You would have to pay attention. So you would just have to really pay attention. So you would have to look and see if there's some tracks and if there's some kind of fake part in there where you can know that she's trying to hide her real hair, mixing it in with this fake hair. You just got to look for it. You can definitely find it, and you would definitely know. And if you want to be honest, you can ask a sister, is that your real hair? And nine times out of ten, I mean, look. If you're looking for what you're looking for, and and you look, if you want to sit, if I wanted a girl with hair like this, and I couldn't find a black one, I go get me one that's Puerto Rican, because I know she got this kind of hair that y'all looking for, that I didn't even ask for in the first place. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I'm just looking for somebody who 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 uh, who have love for herself, and she can wear her hair however she wants but as long as it's her own and not trying to put somebody else's culture on top of her hair covering up but her that don't culture necessarily mean, you know like that don't necessarily make a woman where you know we that she don't love herself or you know she don't really take pride in herself no, she no that, it just, what that is it's a false self-esteem boost it's a false upliftment of self-esteem because you're not embracing who you are you really hiding who you are. If you embrace who you are, you wouldn't put this on top of your head and then start to behave unlike who you normally would behave like, which would be yourself. I would say that's, I would say that's, that's some. That may be some. That may be, I, I don't even know if I want to say some. I don't know how. What I won't. I won't try to rank that. I don't. I don't think that though. I don't really just think that's the, the case with all of uh, that. Every woman that put the weed in there, some of them don't even. You don't even see them even touch their damn hair. You know, like I mean, she. Well, I mean, she might put a little bit in there. I don't. Even, she don't be touching that goddamn hair. She don't touch that. Cause she don't put it all in. Cause she like to wear it kind of like short. Don't go past her neck. And she might just put a little bit in there with sometime. But she don't. Never had that problem out of her. I had, I had some sisters. I, I had some sisters who, like I, I was wrong, but they didn't have a fake white looking hair. It was some fake African looking hair, which would be like braids. So the sister had her braids, and it looked like realistic enough that yeah, this is a possibility that your hair could do this. So and, and, I embraced know, it I said oh your hair looks nice And she kept it real She said oh well this ain't all my hair I said well wow I wouldn't even know that Had you told me I said because it looks like it matches your hair so well 
So it blended in with her hair. She had it braided up real well, and then she had added on some more braids, but you couldn't really mm-hmm. tell that she added the braids. So that's why I said, well, you know, whatever you do to your own hair naturally, then that, that's a Well, good let's thing. say this then. Well, let's get on some of these brothers' asses then. So we're going to get on the women. You got to get on the brothers that want to talk about they got dreads and they got a stenching in their damn head. Wow. Wow, but you're right uh, because you uh, seeing. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this. <laughs> See, <laughs> you got to get on these brothers around here. But, but, they want to come out. They want dread. You know damn well your hair, your hair ain't that damn long. This and you can of, see the damn dread. I mean, extension. Go ahead, bro. That's part of the feminization of the black man, or the demasculinization of the black man. So for him to even do something like that. He is breaking the law of black manhood. So a lot of them, they just saying they think it's cool. I mean, they think it's a is is the because a lot of brothers want dreads. You know, when the dreads start really hitting and and and, and stuff like that, a lot of them couldn't right. grow their hair. They but they, there, hey, they, they there it is again. Tensions in it. So let's talk about so, it because it's the same thing to me as a woman yeah, doing the same thing. Yeah, if a man is doing yeah. that, he somehow is in a fake reality himself. Like, you, know, you can only do yeah, what your hair can do. See, so he's living a, a false uh, reality. And I've seen some, see, they done messed our people up out here in Philly. I done seen some of the most ridiculous looking things and uh, associated with brothers who psychologically are damaged. They walk around here with blonde hair in their hair. Black men with the blonde yeah, weave, exactly. like a blonde white people weave. I've seen this. And then they have on, like even women, they have on women's clothes at the same time. So they think that they're not oh, black. Shit. They think that they're a woman or they think that they're a white woman. That could be how far this goes. This black man think he a white woman. He got a blonde Damn, yeah. his hair. He got on a little white women clothes and stuff. And he a black man. Obviously, he what got something going, going on. on. Yeah, but there's a lot of them like that. A lot of people out here that's all messed up with this. What they what they doing to their hair and how they representing themselves. I see so many brothers who wearing these gay hairstyles. Mm. They wearing well, these gay yeah. hair. You know what that like the mohawks and all this kind of gay mohawk looking hair? And then they put blonde in the hair or green or something. Or they usually make it blonde on the end. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I see. That then, then, then they got on tight clothes, and so they think that they women. They think mm. they women. Or they somehow, they're not acting like a man with, with with strength or masculinity or some kind of, like, stand-upness to uh, being a, a tough, why would I say tough, strong black man, you know? It's like they punctified, walking around not wanting to be strong, not wanting to show strength, not wanting or caring about whether they look like they're intimidating white people or not. They care about stuff like that. Oh, I don't want to look like I'm scaring, you know, 
the master's children, so they pump mm-hmm. themselves down. They, they, I don't know why they're doing this, but these black men out here, they shouldn't be doing this. They out here, they ruining the image of the black man and making us look like punks. And that there's so many that's doing this that we losing. If if you look down the line from, from what's going on now in about 30 years, we're going to be done lost. Because they, all they're yeah. doing is breeding these, these punks. They don't want, they're not going to want women. They're going to want each other. And then what are we going to have? True. See what I'm saying? It's more, it's, it's more than five out of ten gays. It's more than that now. That's so why we got to keep from, from, sounding the trumpet. From the age of like 10, going up to about 20 right now, more than half of that group is gay. More than half. From 10 to 20 mm. right now. And the ones that's come behind them, it's going to be over 8 out of 10. Man. So we're in big trouble. We're in huge trouble. We're in a state of crisis, state of emergency. Blow the trumpets. Blow the horns. Yeah. We need to yeah, get out on these corners and, and claim our manhood back, man. These dudes is punking out that's at an alarming rate. Alarming. See, that's some of this. We got like we have some of this. Um, a lot of this stuff, man, because now we got this African American culture. And well, we acknowledge now we got an African American culture. Like when I went to African April here in Memphis this year in April, you know, we were supposed to be representing. Um, I think it was Gambia. If I'm not mistaken, Gambia. Shit, you see a lot of African American shit. I mean, stuff that was, you know, going on and then any kind of thing dealing with Africa. We, we, we've we taken on a new ca- uh, new custom, like, you know, uh, RNA said. We're the new Africans. we new Africans. We're not the old Africans or the Africans that see on that continent. We are those who say African. We are new Africans. So we've taken on whole new customs and, like, names we try to name. People be naming their children. They try to name some of their children. Try to give them, I want an African name. They mean Laquisha, LaShawn, some, you know, they, they have some, some some names now. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> they be having some names for you. So, you know, a lot of stuff, man, it just, it's a new code. So you don't, you, ain't, you can't uh, get them to understand a lot of the stuff they doing, man. They thinking it's, 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 it's part of this culture they're a part of, or, you know, the part of the new culture. So, like, even with, with what's going on now, we talk about, you know, the gay agenda, man. Shit, they think they, this is what's happening. This is what, what you know, part of us, you know, what we're supposed to be doing. It's all right. They show it on TV, so I guess it's cool. I, you know, hey, Obama done made um, his law now, a law of the land, so it's cool. So, you know, but uh, we just. You have to really get out here and teach them, you know, hey, or just, hey, sound the trumpet, like you said. Keep saying, no, nah, that ain't that ain't cool. But so many of us, like, we, we we have succumbed to it, too, because a lot of stuff, money. You don't want to get your well, you don't want to get your well cut off. 
you don't want to lose your money and shit. So you like, ah, I ain't going to say nothing. So like about the pastors and all this stuff now, they ain't saying nothing because they don't want to lose their little money they got, especially they did them 501c3s type shit. They don't want to lose their little status. So you know they ain't going to open their mouth. So they allow a lot of stuff, not just homosexual stuff. They allow let a lot of stuff go by because they don't want to say shit. They don't want to lose their little money. They don't want to fend nobody. But you're supposed to be teaching the gospel or whatever. It's going to offend somebody because if it's the damn truth, it's going to offend somebody. It's going to hurt some feelings. Like I said, uh, what they say, do constructive criticism. It may hurt somebody at that moment. But once they realize, hey, brother, I ain't trying to hurt you, man. You're really into nothing, no sister. It just constructs criticism, trying to help you, man. It's wrong what you're doing to yourself. You're hurting your own. You're hurting yourself. It's not just maybe the people around you, but you're doing, you're damaging your own self. Like when I be around with guys and I be trying to train new you know, guys that come in or something, I might say some of the things I said, bro, I might be repeating some of the same stuff, telling you, yeah, man, you look, this is the way you do it this way. This is the way you do it like this. Watch out how you do it then. I'm constantly like I may be saying stuff to you. Like, I ain't saying, I'm not constantly doing it because I'm trying to treat you like you slow or nothing. It's that, brother, I want you to go home this evening. Just like you got in the truck and, and, and took off with us in one piece or whatever, we want you to go home that way. It's just tr- trying to watch out for you for safety. So, you know, that's all we're trying to do. So it's the same way with any other thing. We want you to be safe out here. We want you to you know, go home the right way or live the right way or whatever that's supposed to be, or nature's way. You know, nature can flip-flop, but one thing to be done the natural way. So it's like, you know, I'm just looking out for your best interest. You might not think it, but yeah, that's, that's how it is. Shit, if it wasn't for people, like I said, oh, I still appreciate the people, man, who came to me and told me, brain, what I was doing was wrong. Shit, I mean, I don't know where the hell I might be. I'd probably be still going in on any goddamn jail house doors or dead or any goddamn thing. I don't know. A lot of my old partners, ex-partners, I used to be kicking with real tough. They did. So, shit, I might have been in that line. Probably would have been, you know, gone too if I'd have stayed in, you know, out there in them streets. But if it wasn't for somebody, man, I ain't pulling my coattail, look, young brother. That shit ain't cool, man. Like I said, you know, like gang members, they love trying to recruit you. Like, I ain't going to say all of them. But, you know, it was a trip. And I appreciate this brother here, man. It was a brother. Um, all I can remember his name was Tucker. That's all I can remember his name is right now. When I was locked down, one, uh, he was a vice lord. And I was, uh, used to be running, but I was like, man, shit, bro, how can I get in a, I was like, shit, I don't mind being a vice lord. You know, you're doing this stuff, man. Because I started going, kind of going to the mosque, too, a little bit. First, I was going to church. Then I started kind of going to the mosque a little bit. And, uh, you know, he just see us. And I'm still locked down then. And he was like, bro, I said, man, I'll get in the vice lord, man. I don't mind going to join that. He's like, bro. He said, man, I'm going to tell you something, bro. He said, what you doing? Going, you know, probably going to the mosque and stuff like that, man, trying to practice Islam and you stick with that, man. He said, you stick with that. He said, bro, you don't need, you don't need, this ain't for you. That's what he told me, brother. This ain't for you. You gone, that ain't for the path you need to be going down. And I'm like, damn. You know, it kind of messed me off at the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We kind of messed me up. I'm like, I'm like, 
Okay. Because I really don't know do too much about dealing everything that was available. But the brother told me, no, this ain't for you, bro. You need to stay on the path what you're going. Stick with going out and getting Islam. You know, but I, I hadn't took Shahada at that time. Then, you know, what the brother told me that in a little bit, I was like, and I went on, took my Shahada, and shit, man, I've, I've been on the road like where I'm in now. If I had to went on down that road, ain't no telling what it would have been. Somebody could have sent me out to do old crazy mission. I got to follow rank and, and been out here and did some real wild out. See, even one for a brother even like that, man, probably seen something in me that I ain't seeing myself or didn't know at that time. Like you said, bro, this ain't for you, bro. You know, so some people can see things in you that you don't see in yourself. And like I said, you think the, the worst goddamn thing, man. Like, let me hit that crack. No, nah, this ain't for you, bro. Crackhead. You might be some smoking. Bro, let me hit that thing, man. Let me hit that shooter. No, nah, bro, this ain't for you right here. You you, you don't need to mess your life up like this. They, they smoking their ass off. You don't need to mess your life up like this here. Mm-mm. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna be the one give it to you. No, you straight. I be saying you be reading, young brother, you be doing this here. Man, come on, let me hit that dope. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. This ain't for you, man. You this shit would mess your life up. You see how I am, bro. I used to be a school teacher or I used to be a lawyer. You see where I'm at out here, bro? I hear smoking this shit on the in the in the car, on the corner, my teeth all fucked up, I'm braggling. You see that? Dude, this the kind of shit you want. You don't need this ain't for you. And you, if you real, you look at it like, damn, you know what? That's real, yeah. That's a real, that's a real, I like that. You know, they fucked up. I mean, excuse me, they got a messed up situation. But they wanted me and not allowing me to mess myself up. That's damn, right. that's, a real, that's a real individual right there. Mm-hmm. You might not look at them being real because they smoking that damn crack or they doing something wrong, like. But that's a real individual because they're not allowing you to mess yourself up. So, like I said, I appreciate them brother man that that you know put me on the straight and narrow. What they said, the straight and narrow. <laughs> yes, sir. But we got a we do got a couple more minutes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna start doing this so we won't get get hanging up. And I was thinking about that at work. I said, no, I got to start changing this and go ahead. We'll end the show um, in the right way. Just go ahead and end it off and closing it out. And now, let me say this here for two family. Man, y'all go ahead and check out uh, Brother Scotty Reed uh, on the Black what was that, Black Radio Network. Y'all can check him out on uh, iTunes. Not iTunes. Damn. Tune in radio. On Tune in radio, uh, whether it's on the app or just go, you can go on your web browser and listen to Tune in radio. And just look look for um, Black Radio Talk. What is it? What is it about BTR? Here's BTR, Black Talk Radio. I think that's it. And uh, I've listened to the brother today, man. Brother Scott Reed been doing a lot of stuff. He's putting together a great network over there. They got way up sites and everything. Support the brother in, in, in his endeavors, what he's trying to do. And, they, and they're trying to do a lot of stuff to wake everybody up and educate our people. So, yeah, go check them out, man. The Black Radio Network with Scotty Reed and the family over there. Check their website out, whatever they got. Y'all can just Google search it, uh, Black Radio uh, Network. And so that way you can find all the outlets. They got a good thing going over there, a good little network going over there. So be sure to check that family out. All right, uh, you got some uh, some closing words, brother, just before we get up out of here. Make sure yeah, we don't speaking hang up of... This time. 
speaking of Black Talk Radio, I got a fiery young brother who I'd like for you to hear if you get some time one morning. He comes on from 7 to 10 on our station here in Philadelphia. It's Word Radio, W-U-R-D, uh, 96.1. Is he on something like an app I can catch? Once you get that um, up the app on WURD, then yeah, you can you can punch up his name. His name is Aaron Smith. His name is Aaron Smith, and he's called the Rapping Professor. He's a professor mm-hmm. at Temple University here, and he was taught by Malefi Kete Asante here, who has that institute. Uh, up here in Philly And he's a protege of him And he is a fiery Young man man he comes on at 7 in the morning He is just Amped up he's amped up For 3 hours On the 3rd hour the show, or P, I mean I bet you central or uh, eastern Okay that will be Eastern so east, I yeah, Eastern time Mm-hmm. Like that for the six. Yeah, his name is Aaron okay. Smith, the rapping professor. He teaches a course at Temple University on Tupac Shakur. Mm. Mm. And you you remember his brother LJ, who that was his uh you know, hero. So Yeah, yeah. Rap- I mean, he said that, yeah, I hope brother LJ yeah. listened to that. Yeah. The rapper professor the, the rapper professor Aaron Smith, he um he probably has something on YouTube. Um, talking about that as well um, He's a fiery young brother man He is Dino Mike He talks about black culture And he talks about um, politics Talks about uh, sports Not really sports a lot But he talks about entertainment He's just Dino Mike And he, he's got like this uh, This voice that's very distinguished He sounds like he's very young You know he, and he just so, he's always amped up So just give him a check out He's real fiery I think you'll really enjoy him and he, he he's an educator because people call up there and they say, oh, I want to thank you for teaching us all this we didn't know and all this stuff that you're saying is so true and it's so on time. And they just be giving him accolades. But he had people call up there and he would chop them up. Like he said, he said I'm going to chop you up. You call up here with false information and you're trying to challenge me. He said, I'm, I ain't no professor for no reason. He'd be talking fast and he'd just be killing it, you know what I'm saying? So, mm. that's, all right, right y'all can go and check out, go to the website as well. I just pulled the website up. Oh, got me something to look at. Uh, go check their website, wurdradio.com. dot com. Found go and check out the website. Beautiful website. Check it out. Appreciate that information. You're gonna love them. You're gonna love them. Yeah. Yeah, I like their website so far. I got a lot of yeah. information. I'm gonna bookmark that one. Okay. And yeah, yes, sir. Appreciate that one. Definitely, I'm showing the check. Yes, sir. Out. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got Doctor Emeka show come on Saturday. He's pretty good too. He's an African doctor. Yeah, who comes on the radio. And then, your family, when y'all do go to the thing, it do show you the different. I think it show you everybody's show times and all of that on mm-hmm. that thing. Got a lot of like a lot a lot of wealth of uh, information. Yeah, Monday through Friday, business directory. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, most definitely on that one. You ain't skip over where say the there. Reverend Al Sharpton, did you? I ain't see Al in there. <laughs> he comes on on this station, too, 
uh, I he's do. syndicated across the country. He's syndicated across the I, country, so he I comes ain't on, on there yet. Yeah, he comes okay, on, on about 30, 30 channels, I think. Yeah, I've seen him on a lot of different stuff, but no, I hadn't seen him on this one yet. Rip okay. now, rip now. Yeah. <laughs> he called me personally to tell you to keep it real. All right. <laughs> tell him right on. Keep hope alive. Right. It's Jesse. Keep hope alive. Tell him I said, tell Jesse, keep hope alive. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to get $10,000. I'm going to call Jesse. I mean, Al, I'm going to get him on the show when I get this $10,000. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you raise anyway. the funds because I want to see him on your show. I'm gonna help you raise the funds if you think that's what it costs. Man, you the brother been talking about me. <laughs> I'm gonna come <laughs> on just to show you off on this show. Nah, uh, bro, that wasn't me. That was that was that was uh that was brother that David was talking about that you. Was that was me. That's right. That's right. You gonna, that's right. You gonna be starstruck, won't you? Starstruck on Dave. I gotta blame Dave. Yeah, there you go. All right, family, we're going to get up out of here. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. I hope let me see you get this thing here before it cut off. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Give y'all a round of applause. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.